been doing a lot of reading, you know, like online about like, like just like evolution and like and natural selection and how like there's this thing, right? It is called the apex predator, right? And basically, what this is is the strongest animal in the ecosystem, right? And and, and as human beings, we are we're considered the apex predator, but only because like like smaller animals can't feed on us because of weapons and stuff, right? The lion does not feel guilty when it kills a gazelle, right? You do not feel guilty when you squash a fly. And I think that means something. I just think that really means something. You're listening to the Buzzkill Podcast. episode 161 welcome to the buzz to kill podcast where today we're talking about super bureaus yeah <laughs> it's like they, it's like a guy when you get a 22 it's a super beer the deuce deuce right did you call it the super bureau why not a 40 or a 40 no, that that's seems... like, the 40s like the fat superhero after it's been gone for a while, and then it tries to make a comeback. It's like Axl Rose and uh, Vince Neil, or Vince Gill. God. <laughs> no, 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 you, no, you got right it right the, the first time. time. No. You, said Vince, <laughs> you said Vince Neil, and then you corrected and said Vince Gill. Oh, they're both fat. What's going on, guys? I'm Mike. I'm Jim. I'm Justin. Uh, this is weird. You're to my left. Yes, it's today. Very, it's very strange. We uh, and you're you're still straight in front of I'm me. I'm still straight in front of you. <laughs> I still get to look at your beautiful face. I actually feel like I can see your face more today. See that? Oh, it's because you don't have a giant microphone in front of you. No, I used one of the little guys today. It was really nice. Thanks. I did that really, just for you. Thanks, man. Yeah, you so look we're, good. We're in a little bit of a makeshift studio today. A little bit. We uh, we got uh, we got some stuff coming up. Should we should we get into that now? Right off the top. And you want to talk about it now? Yeah, I mean, why not? We're talking about the reason why the studio is different. Way to kill right? the mood. Yeah, jeez. Oh, sorry. Such a buzzkill. Sorry. Because <laughs> <Right? laughs> of the name of the show. All right. Show's ending. See you guys. All right. Bye. Uh, yeah, you want to talk about it right now? Um, Sure. Well, Shit, let's get it over with. Let's, let's just All do right. it. It's like a band-aid. Um, you got to rip the band-aid off quick justin hates us and he's he's leaving forever <laughs> there you said yeah, rip it that, off quick that's, like that's, a band-aid that's pretty much it yeah yeah no uh justin uh <laughs> our, our 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 fair our fair maiden justin the, the, here the captain of the ship if you will the captain of the ship the newly re- like you finally got this place looking like a spaceship uh-huh kicking us to the fucking That's it. <laughs> you didn't have your space helmet so you can't, can't come along man no young justin here he uh he let us know a couple weeks ago that uh he will be moving on from the show he will be after and long thought of of many time it's a uh, time to retire time to retire he's been thinking about it for three years in all fairness he just, he just finally made the decision after the first episode i'm like look at these guys they want to do this new thing one and done keep them happy okay so we've talked three about years this. later the funny thing is is that's not untrue that any of us didn't think that because i'm pretty sure all of us were just like we'll do one or two episodes get it out of our system and then like everything else in our lives it'll just stop because we suck at everything it's pretty much that's pretty much it like none of us are wrong you probably are james and i though not super good at at keeping things going no no not very good at all three weeks after we did the show it was already the longest thing we had done Mm -hmm. 
Well, <laughs> well, maybe the longest thing you've done. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> no, we, my, Mike and I have talked about this time and time again. We're like, man, Jay's a trooper because he lets us come into his studio and record this this thing, and and uh, and basically we're just paying him in beer. <laughs> oh, oh! If you don't think if you don't think that we're not going to get a bill for like, oh yeah, like at least fifty thousand dollars when we leave here, three years, I, I, three years of tabs. <laughs> Even though the episodes are cons- pretty consistently about two hours long, we're here about five hours. So expect that bill to be much more than you're expecting. Hey, you! The the clock starts when you hit record dick the, the clock starts when i come here to that i arrive at 8 a.m every day so <laughs> well, he's getting his he's getting his ears all warmed up for us all day that's yeah, what it right. is mike and i have talked about that so many times though we're like we're like poor jay he probably thought when we started this like yeah just i'm gonna humor these guys for like three weeks and let this thing run its course and here we are three and three and a half years late well three and some change later yeah yep. and uh but it's time to move on it's time to move on for jay it's so been, uh, fun Awesome ride. We you always mean, have good times. So. You mean you don't like <clears throat> staying up until 2 o'clock in the morning and then driving home having to be up for work at 6 a.m. every day? Come on, dude. That's the I, life. I like that's, week. that's the dream. <laughs> you're living the dream, and you're just putting it all behind we, you. Yeah, we, we do have a tendency to record decently late because, uh, you know, life stuff. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so we're going to be – the show's not ending or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, James and I are actually in the process of building our own studio. Something that we've actually talked about for a long time. Mm-hmm. This just finally puts a firecracker in our in our butts, and we got to do it. I wouldn't advise anybody to do that though. <laughs> to build a studio or I've I've firecrackers in your butts. The firecracker thing. I've, <laughs> studio, <laughs> yes. Build a studio. <laughs> firecracker thing. No. It'll make you move though. Like if you if, 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 <laughs> you, if you're having problems moving, it'll make you it'll move. It'll definitely <laughs> get you out of bed in the morning. <laughs> oh look, I'm not constipated anymore. It's just wide open. It just also falls right out. I also can't shit properly, so <laughs> my farts now sound like. <laughs> <laughs> and it just constantly smells like burning. I don't know why. But um, anyway, uh, yeah, so we're, we're in the process of doing that. Um, so with, for the next couple of weeks, we're going to try our hardest not to, but there could be a week here, a week there, that maybe there's not a show depending on stuff. There will be for, a little. Well, plus we have the the, um, the holidays coming holidays up, coming so up. it's always tough to schedule around that. Yeah, so yeah. But we're um, taking this opportunity to kind of get our shit together. Yeah. Call it, under construction, call yes. it that. Yes, for, you know, for for a little bit. We'll right. uh, we'll keep you guys up to date on the uh, on the old social medias and whatnot. But the yeah, we'll sh- try to make sh- it as seamless as possible. Get yep. some some good quality gear set up and help you guys get rolling, man. Yes, Jay's Jay's helping us big time because he's going to show us um, how to do this. We basically <laughs> he said that he was quitting. We're like, well, let's build a studio, and like a week and a half, two weeks later, after re- trying to figure out what we needed and everything just looking like Spanish to us, we're like Jay help. Was. And he gave us an entire itemized list with with model numbers and prices and the whole deal. And like, this is why we need you. We practically we're gonna have to be do lost. no work at all. <laughs> we're going to be lost without you. <laughs> and can you still come and press the record button for us? <laughs> all you got to do is stop by on Wednesdays. Just, Just press stop record by right leave. at the beginning, press record, and then we'll call you for punch-ins. <laughs> Jay, we need to punch in. Just Okay, I'll be there in a half hour. Um, but, so uh, no, yeah. no, it's uh, we're all still best buds. There's no hard feelings here. We love each other. Jay will still be on the show occasionally oh, yes. if he feels like stopping by. So and this so is this is good. not don't take this. This is not the final show with Jay either. We do plan on doing like a final show with Jay. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll have a theme for him. Oh yeah, we'll kill him. You know. Oh yes, we he, will properly kill you, him. You can't leave us. Yeah, 
Oh, not leaving. I will be. I will, I will be around and making appearances. <laughs> for, we, for me, it's mostly like just you know. Obviously, I run my own. I run many businesses. I, and I, I, if anyone knows business, I know business. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I've written no. many books, all successful. I, I, I'm an entrepreneur. <laughs> obviously, the recording studio is my main business, and uh, it's just taking some time to really like you know re, after getting married this past year and looking forward to starting a family. It's like how can we buckle down? Like the recording industry is a hard industry nowadays because yeah. it's really easy for everyone to get into it. You know, so like, like, what do I need to do to pursue to make sure that every ounce of energy I'm doing when I'm not with the family or something is bringing income in to support that family? You know, absolutely. So it's uh, yeah. Wait, you haven't been getting a cut of the profits from the show? What? <laughs> um, I think I'm not supposed to. I'm not supposed to say that. It's oh. yeah. So really, like, it's it's like uh, we'll, we'll cut you a check. <laughs> yeah, not that. It, it's just like. Focusing 100% on making my business successful in a time when this industry is very hard. Absolutely. And if it's, you know, if it's cutting, eliminating certain things from that, you know, from, from day-to-day things, it's, uh, you know, just to... Just, oh, so, oh so, so we're just a, a day-to-day... <laughs> this turned out really bad. <laughs> we're, just a, we're just a day-to-day thing to you now. <laughs> to, to just be cut. You know what I mean. I know what you mean. I'm just busting your balls. When I, when I, when I have a kid... I want to be able to see my kid at two o'clock. Okay, that's fair. before two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I, I would, don't keep the kid up until two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> oh, it's uh, it goes south fast. Believe me, it's, it's been going <laughs> south for about the last forty-seven seconds here. Yeah. I'm just gonna stop talking. I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just watching this plane just go down. Right. I, uh, <laughs> I, I think this is going rather well. <laughs> it's, I, it's no worse than any of our other well, shows. I, I'm tired of all the the drugs we do on here and oh, uh, God, the, yeah. Uh, don't get me started on the Are drugs. Are you boys drinking drugs again? <laughs> no drugs. No, nothing bad. It's uh, just uh, just refocusing life, man. Delicious beer. Yeah, man. It's uh, no, it's, the- uh, it's not even a sad day. We're we're glad to see you moving on and and uh, doing your thing. Moving on up to the east side. Moving on up. Moving on up. And guess what? You'll still get free promotion on the Buzzed Kill what? podcast. Oh yeah. I actually, I actually think that we should. I, here's the thing: I'm gonna, I'm gonna miss your presence the most. The thing I'm gonna miss the second most is the boom. Here's the news. Mm. So I'm kind of thinking that maybe we should record it and use it as a drop. Just have, just have Jay there in spirit all yeah. the time. Yeah, I think it's fair a, enough. I think it's appropriate. And also, and also, if you could pre-record like 300 random facts, <laughs> so that we could also do the random facts. <laughs> I will do that. That would also be great. So for the next three years while you guys are doing your own thing, I'll stay here late in the evening and I'll, and I'll record my stupid back to the day. Perfect. This works out swimmingly. And then I'll come over to you and I'll hand deliver it to you at the end of the news era. At 1 a.m. Yeah. So and I'll be like, I'll, I'll plug it in and then, and then I get to go home after that. So you'll still be out as late. <laughs> Oh yeah, I, this uh, this has gone well. I'd say and this was a big success, boys. <laughs> Good announcement. We should we should delete that last fifteen minutes of everything. Nah, and, and uh, restart it. Was it really fifteen minutes? I don't know. Are no. we still recording? Let's pull the time display up. Now where are we at? Let's see what we got here. No, we're good. Oh, oh yeah, it's we're like <laughs> nine. So on top of that, have you guys been doing anything interesting this week? Um, I've been trying to stay warm because it has been um, the tundra. Oh, yes. outside. I feel like we got gypped on uh, fall. On fall, yeah, this we year. did. We one hundred percent did. Fall's my favorite time of year, and we like what was it? 
two weeks before we got snow? Yep. Yep. So Bullshit. for anybody that doesn't live in the Midwest, we have about a foot of snow on the ground right now. I saw a guy. It was I, only supposed to be one to three inches, mind you, but we got closer to a foot. It, it usually goes the other way. You're like, oh, yeah, it's 12 inches, and that's one to three. <laughs> yeah, usually, usually. That's right, babies. I don't, I don't, I don't hear the uh, the the weather, uh, mother nature apologizing to us though. So, but here's profusely. Here's the most Michigan thing I saw today. A guy snow blowing his driveway in shorts <laughs> and Crocs, not with socks, unfortunately. Ooh, but uh, you get frostbite on those Crocs. I know. Yeah, you gotta protect yourself when you're wearing Crocs. But it's, Always but it's, wear but socks with your Crocs. Frostbite is only going to be in dots on the tops of his feet. Well, the other thing I didn't mention is he, he did have one prosthetic leg. So <laughs> that's true. That's true. I'm not making that up just for this story. He had a prosthetic leg. Who, so there's. Would you know that as a prosthetic prosthetic leg? I, I didn't know him. I oh. was just, I was driving down 13 Mile. I just saw this guy out. He was blow dry, er, blow drying, <laughs> blow, snow blowing his that driveway. That would also work over time. <laughs> Take a long time. <laughs> snow blowing his driveway, and he had shorts on, one prosthetic leg. It was a cool. It was cool. Did, it had art all over. It was pretty rad. Did he looking. have a regular leg as well? Yes, he did. Okay. Yeah, the other one was regular. I only knew one person with a prosthetic leg. Oh yeah. I don't know if I ever told the story on the show. I'm pretty sure I told you guys, but it was Who's, college days, and we were. Have at an apartment party and uh, getting ready for a big beer pong game, and these girls come out of a couple of apartments down and they're like, "Hey, you guys want to come play beer pong with us?" And they're like, "Sure, yeah, give us one second. And this girl could just come stumbling out of the out of, down the stairs, and my buddy's thinking she's drunk. She's, she's like, "Well, you better learn how to walk first. And she goes, "Excuse me, I have a wooden leg." Oh, no. And she did. Oh. Wow, <laughs> and she wasn't drunk. No, or she was. Was not. Okay. I um. Was she hot? <laughs> I don't remember. I mean, just because she got one phony leg doesn't make her not hot. No, not at all. We've all seen Deuce Bigelow, male Jiggle. Absolutely. There you go. That girl was a total babe. <laughs> <laughs> there was the only person I, I've ever known that had prosthetic anything was uh, there was a dude that I went to uh, middle school with uh, who had prosthetic ears. Really? He had no ears. Yeah. Wow. And um, I don't know. I don't know if I don't know if they were actually functional or if they were more just there for looks. But um, but yeah, he had prosthetic well, they're, ears. They're and probably, so was he born? Was this like a congenital thing? I, yeah, I believe it must have been right. I believe so, so but I'm not a hundred percent sure. So, but he could hear. Um, with assistance. So he probably had at least like the the canals, right? No idea. So the pros- I know there was wires that came out of his the, head. The, I know that. But oh, there was. Yeah. So that might have been like cochlear. Hmm. Yeah, I have or no, something I, like that. no I was gonna idea. Say if he, he had, had the prost- bo- he did have the box. <laughs> I was gonna say if he I had prosthetic that. ears, because like it would serve a purpose. It would catch the sound, because that's what the lobes of your ears do. They catch yeah. sound and kind of redirect it toward I, your. I, I I almost want to say that they don't, uh, based upon the fact of what he did with them. Uh, one of my favorite memories of of school at that age was um, playing in uh, playing dodgeball in gym class or whatever. And there was this one there was this one chick that was in our gym class. She was just huge and annoying you know you know that stereotypical just real annoying yeah bully bully chick or whatever uh-huh. um he got all pissed off at her and he took his ears off and threw them at her oh that's <laughs> so awesome and, and the way she screamed i'll never forget it like i'll just never forget it it was the greatest thing ever <laughs> i would do the same thing if i had prosthetic ears or a leg i would throw my leg at somebody how amazing would it be like if he went to some place where somebody was giving a like a very epic speech and they were like gentlemen lend me your ears and he just went (laughs) (laughs) yes sir (laughs) where would you ever be if that would happen i don't know man 
If I ever give a speech, I will start with lend me your ears just in case there's and, somebody and, with prosthetic ears. And then you pause the... for like 10 seconds. Really? Nobody? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> well, you do it at a uh, prosthetics convention. Maybe. <laughs> Is that a thing? I, probably. I don't know. It's conventions for like everything else. I suppose so. Why not? <laughs> I mean, if... if, if, if if you can, if you this, can dress this up. This might be our last show. <laughs> Would it be called Prostaticon? <laughs> <laughs> or Prostaticon? Prostaticon. I oh, I love it. 5.30 ears. Oh, six my. O'clock, six o'clock dicks. <laughs> <laughs> Prostet- What's the point of that, even? What? I don't know. Prosthetic dick? It's called that- a dildo, James. <laughs> it's called, it's <laughs> called a strap-on. <laughs> oh, well, okay. There's enthusiasts, okay? Sure, why not? All right. Um, yeah, we need to let's get this back. See, this on is track. why Jay's leaving the show. Yeah, <laughs> this is exactly why he's got to he's got to correct some wrongs in his life. There's a speaking oh. of corrections. I cut you off because the segue was just too That's good. That's okay. Yes, let's get into some corrections. <laughs> stupid! You're so stupid! All right, just a couple little things uh, from last week. Hundred dollar bills, Monopoly are not pink; they are peach colored. Did you say that? I said they were pink. Like some kind of fool. <laughs> what an I, asshole. I know, right? Wait, are the one are Monstropoly ones pink? Uh no, I made those all the same. Hmm. Those are the same as regular Monopoly as far as colors go. I don't remember only... you having peach in your um, your lineup. That's there. Huh. Might have been more gold than what I did, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was at the mercy of whatever whatever paper I had, okay? I have to cut you off really quick. Yeah, so I do. F- iPhones have been getting smarter and smarter. And I just got, like, we do our, our Jimmy Tony's one minute on the clock when we yeah. call them each week. It just gave me a serious suggestion. You should set a timer for one minute on your phone, because it's Wednesday at this time. <laughs> <laughs> that's all. I just found that entertaining. No, so. that's, that is the government spying on you. <laughs> that's the damn government. I, I've never seen that before, but that, that was all. It just kind um, of tripped me I never, I never put my home or my work address uh, into my phone it's for navigation. Never once set up work this, home is this, or whatever. But my phone just randomly knows that I go to and from these places every single day. And based on my GPS, it knows where work is, and it knows home is weird i never updated my new apartment knows exactly where it is yeah mm. that's bizarre so right. if you said take me home right now like take t- t- like show me directions tonight. to home it would yeah okay yep all right that's spooky it, that's real finish spooky. your corrections <laughs> um the other correction was and you were right about this i was wrong <gasps> bert is in every single tremors movie yeah sorry i told you sorry yeah i got yeah. i got some tremors news coming up too don't deny me all right. I, is that I, it for corrections? I, I won't deny you. <laughs> yes, that's it. All right. Cool, cool, cool. Well, this week, it's a special week. It is. Special super. It's a, it's, super, it's a super week. It's a super week. <laughs> uh, this week, we're talking about a couple superhero type movies. Really, you know, superheroes that kind of. Really super. Superheroes that kind of go down the wrong path, though. Oh, if you will. It's basically the um, it's basically the path to villainy, right? Yeah, sort of. They I'd start off so. as superheroes. Yeah, but you so know. Uh, well, we went over to fucking Brian's house. <laughs> oh, fucking Brian! And we watched uh, *Brightburn* finally. Yes, which was great. I've been waiting on that one for a while. Absolutely, uh, we watched it on his big um, wall-sized screen in his basement, so that was pretty cool. Had a couple of beers and cupcakes, no big deal. Uh, and then we also watched *Chronicle*. Which is more of a, it's more sci-fi, right? Um, Would you? I mean, it's genre, but it's, it's definitely genre. It's more. Um, I mean, it's, it's like sci-fi drama e almost. 
I mean, it's a little, a little bit of drama to it because sure. of his arc that but happens. But, but it's found footage, yeah. so it fits in with what we do here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we watched those, and to go along with that, Michael went out and he found... i, I got to pull up the... Uh, oh, actually, this has got a... From Stone Brewing, right? Oh, uh, yeah. From Stone Brewing, this is called... Whoop, whoop. Stone <laughs> Farking Wheaton Woot Stout. <laughs> woot woot. It is a stout brewed with pecan, pe- pecans, pecans. Try it one more time. Pecans, pecans, uh, with pecans, wheat, and rye. One quarter aged in bourbon barrels. It's an eleven point five percenter. Comes in a twelve ounce can. The uh, twelve ounce can has all kinds of superhero looking dudes on it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Kicking ass, taking names. Now, none of these are actual superheroes, but they're they're definitely, like, when you look at them, you can tell who they're supposed to be based off of. Oh, 100%. Right? 100%. Um, oh, but they have the uh, the Stone Brewing Gargoyle as the main guy, he's which pretty, is pretty cool. He is pretty awesome. All right, so <clears throat> this is pretty cool. It's, uh, it's gar- Gargoyle Man. Over the years, Stone Farking Wheaton Woot Stout <laughs> has become one of our most anticipated annual releases. And not just because it's an astoundingly flavorful stout concocted concocted as a collaboration between Farks, Drew Curtis, nerd royalty Will Wheaton, and Stone Brewing <laughs> co-founder Greg Koch. Coach? Coke? Cock? Koch. We'll, we'll say cock. Okay. <laughs> it's the incredible label art adorning this stout over the years that has, has elevated it to the pinnacle <clears throat> of beer geekery and beer geekery. This year's gloriously awesome artwork comes from the talented hands of comic artist Alan Davis, who has worked on some of the most iconic comic book series of all time, including Uncanny X-Men and Justice League of America. His depiction of a hero who channels our iconic Gargoyle's guardian powers to battle against the evils of the world of beer is a fitting representation for this year's label and for the relentlessly intense flavor of this intergalactic imperial stout inside. It's a mouthful. I feel like I did a pretty good job with that one. This is a hard can. This is a hard can to read though, because like the light just reflects off the silver, the silver hordes. You, I've, I've been told that I have a hard can to read too. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, you did a fine job reading that, but I didn't pay attention to any of it. You, it was so long that you lost me after like the first couple sentences. I lost, and I was I lost like, you after Will Wheaton. I was like, I'm just gonna stop listening. <laughs> Trust me, Jay. You and everybody else. That's, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, I like the can, yeah. So that's pretty cool that they do new new art every year. Yeah, they get like another uh, or a different comic book artist or mm-hmm. whatever to do it. So yep. that's that's very cool. I'm I'm very excited to taste this because anything with uh, pecans and bourbon barrels, I'm completely okay with. Pecans, wheat, and rye, one quarter aged in bourbon barrels. Mm. Let's give it a try, All boys. Right. Cheers. 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 Oh, this is. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm. Yep. That's nice. So I'll have you know, there's a there's a little bit of a story behind this. Okay. I went I went to our old standby today. Oh God, embassy. So I passed. This I is wait, hold on. Where's the date on this? This did not come from embassy. Oh, this is 2019 yeah, edition. This, this is this this did not come from embassy. Canteen. Uh, no, I, I actually came down from uh, right down the street here at uh, Wine Village. Good old mm. Wine Village. So That's actually I went, where I stopped. I for went our to embassy view. because I passed my normal spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was wasn't thinking on the ride home. You drive home and you're just completely on autopilot, and yes. you realize like, I don't remember the last like 20 minutes worth of driving. Yeah, it's yeah, kind of scary. Those, yeah, <laughs> every yeah. time I leave the show here, <laughs> <laughs> that's because you're actually sleeping with your eyes open. How, how did I get home? <laughs> <laughs> I only had seven beers. So I go in and they had this really awesome 
uh, beer that I wanted, and it was from the New York Comic Con. It was like a New York Comic Con uh, style beer. Mm-hmm. It had like a superhero in the front of it, the whole deal or whatever. And I'm like, <clears> oh, sweet, this is awesome. So I'm looking around, seeing if there's anything else. And then I go, wait a minute, this is Embassy. I need to look at the date on this. And so I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. And finally, I see a little printed date on this dark, you know, brown bottle. 2016. Oh, it was no. I'm like, I can't do this again. What I kind of beer it. was it? It was, oh, fuck, I forget who made it now. It was. What kind of company beer, doesn't though? exist anymore? That's oh, how long ago I, the beer was made. I, <laughs> <laughs> um, I forget actually what kind of it was. I think it was just an ale, but oh. I'm not 100% sure. No, okay. it was a red. It was a red. Yeah. Um, I forget who made it though. Do reds age? I don't. I'm, I'm not um, that. Not despite not three the, years. Despite the fact that we have a show about beer, partly I don't know much about beer. <laughs> I just drink it. That's, that's the important. Part. I mean, that's the that's the important part of beer is drinking it. But. but yeah, I'll have you know, I did skip the the three year old embassy beer today. I appreciate this. that, man. That was that was kind of you. Oh, you know, I do what I can. Because I can only take so much soy sauce in my life. <laughs> um, and I didn't feel like chewing anymore. I had dinner already today. You know what else is hmm, super chunky. kind? What? You know what else is super kind? What? Getting free stuff. Oh. From Audible. Oh. <laughs> indeed. If you want to get some free stuff from Audible, head over to audibletrial.com slash Podcast and pick up a free 30-day membership plus one free book from their catalog of Thousands upon thousands of titles. Now, I don't know this for sure, but does Audible have comic books or graphic novels? I don't know. I don't know either. That's something to look into. Um, yeah. Uh, that wouldn't really make sense because that's visual and Audible is all... It's true. It's true. Audible. There's, there's got to be some superhero-themed books, though, right? Oh, absolutely. Do they have coloring books? <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, since we're, since we're uh, drinking something that involves Will Wheaton, mm. I will just suggest Ready Player One. Oh, there you go. Narrated... By Will Wheaton. There you go. Uh, I've listened to it several times. I love it, by the way. And uh, you can get it on Audible. So. I read about four chapters of it. Does that count? Sort of. I need someone to read it to You've me. also watched... <laughs> have Will Wheaton <laughs> read it to you. See? There we I, go. Uh, like, <laughs> I immediately... After I finished Ready Player One, I immediately looked for other books that Will Wheaton has done because I loved his narration so much. Turned out he had done another one of Ernest Klein's books, Armada, so I immediately listened to that one. And was it just as good? Uh, I didn't like it quite as much, but it's still good. So, and I still so, loved Will Wheaton's uh, narr- narration. So what so. you're saying is don't get that book, get Ready Player One. Ready Player One, yeah. There you go. So definitely. audibletrial.com slash the... Bu- Did I say that right? Audibletrial.com slash the Buzzkill Podcast. Get yourself your free book. <laughs> what <laughs> the bu- slash the buzzed kill podcast thank you <laughs> get yourself a free book if you cancel at any point in time within that 30 days you can still keep the book so that's a heck of a deal yep and every subscription helps the show so uh do it and since we're building our own studio right now we could use all the help <laughs> tell a friend <laughs> tell many friends all right all right all so right. uh now that now that that's over it's time for the best part of the show. Uh, I'm like the bleed feed. Nope, not the bleed feed. <laughs> it's time, Mike. All right, fine. This won't last too much longer. We've got what five movies left? Something maybe? like that. All right, let's give Jimmy Tony a call. It's Jimmy Tony's marvelous minute. All right, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Don't Jimmy, answer. Jimmy Tony, you there? All right. Oh, my God. My prayers have been answered. Boys, are you 
Ah, God. <laughs> Jimmy Tony, what's up, my brud? My brud from another mud. What's the word, man? I love you, brother. How uh, you the, doing? The word is bird. Bird is the word. Bird is the word. All right, all right. I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> We're doing well over here. How about yourself? Very good, man. Very good. You know what I got? You know what I recently got? What's that? I got this new phone, and it uh, it takes it takes pictures and videos and uh, all other kinds of damn. So you guys ever seen these things, man? No. Um, I I think that I've heard of them before. Yes. It's a it's a pretty sophisticated piece of technology, man. I'm very excited. Wait, so can you guys receive pictures on your phone? I I don't know. I've never <laughs> tried it. I put together my first um, G- Jeff GIF. I don't know what what the hell is it called. Uh, that's a conversation for your cousin, not not for us. <laughs> Where is he, by the way? Damn, man! I like every time I come on here. I'd love to hear his voice. He's 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 dropping a gif in the bathroom. Is it real? So it's gif. So it is gif. Might be gif. All right. I like gif. I like gif. It's incoming, boys. I'm gonna send it to you. Sure. All right. Let's let me, see what you let get. Me, let me know when you get it. It's my first one ever, and I'm very excited about it. This oh. one goes to Mike. Oh God, I'm, I'm waiting for. It. Well, how do you have my number? I got your number. Don't worry about it, boy. Uh, there's a lot of things. Once you have one of these fancy telephones, there's a lot that you can find on the internet. Uh, that doesn't uh, that doesn't make me feel very good. Did it come through yet, I, boys? I got it. Did you get it? You want me to show it to him? Yes, please. Yeah, I got it here, here too. Oh, oh, it's it's you. That's, that's me, boy. That's you. Wow. <laughs> oh, thanks, thanks, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, yeah. How sweet of him. You guys are gonna have to post that one on your socials. <laughs> it's it's uh, the fabulous Jimmy Tony himself wearing his American flag bandana, sunglasses, his his wonderful black locks hanging down, flowing through the wind of his bedroom. <laughs> it says to Mike, "Dang, you're a pussy." Yep. Damn, that, man, I could, I could listen to your voice when I fall asleep. I swear to God, it's so majestic. I, I can't quite do your tone, but that was the best Jimmy Tony I got for you, sir. It's kind of more like, dang, <laughs> you're a pussy. <laughs> that sounds uh, about right. Uh, Jimmy Tony, a, what are we going to do with you? Well, first of all, you're going to listen to me talk about Black Panther. No, this this should be good. And then you're going to fuck off. Uh, yeah, Okay. you know what? Okay. I'm okay with that. How's that sound? I'm man? good with it. How's Let's do that it. Sound? All right, boys. Let's get into it. Black Panther this week. All right. Well, let's set that one minute on the clock for you, Jimmy Tony. And here we are. Go. All right. Now, uh, boys, I think I got to, despite this being one hell of a picture, I feel like I got to warn people. Uh, there are what would appear to be several factual errors regarding the history of the Black Panthers in this film. Uh uh, to okay. The, to the best of my knowledge, there was no faction of the Black Panthers in Wakanda, and uh, in fact, I'm not even entirely sure Wakanda is a real place, boys. Uh, uh, I, I'm looking at a map right now. I can't find it anywhere. Uh, uh, okay. Well, two things, Jimmy Tony. First, first off, uh, the whole point of Wakanda is that it's it's hidden, so you're not going to see it on a map. Okay, that makes sense. Secondly, um, you're talking about the Black Panthers. Yes. Like, as in the 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 political group. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty well. Yeah, just you you might not believe it, but I'm actually pretty well versed in uh, in American history. And uh, I'm I'm, conf- I'm I'm confused. What movie did you watch Black that Pan- has both Black Panthers in it and Wakanda? <laughs> Black, I watched Black Panther, man. It's, you, uh, isn't this the story of? Uh, I mean, this this has nothing to. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know this doesn't have anything to do with the Black Panthers. Uh, it's literally a superhero called Black Panther. Oh, my word. I feel like I've made a right fool of myself here, boys. <laughs> you, made, you made a right when you were supposed to make a left, didn't right. you? All right, well, let's, let's, let's power through this. Let's power through this. All right, this movie, in my opinion, despite all that... Uh, it lived up to the hype, man. It's got amazing fight scenes. It's got car chases. It's got beautiful women who know how to kick an ass or 12s, if you know. It's true. NBA stars and shoot, even Smeagol from Lord of the Rings makes an appearance. And that's uh, that's just fine by me, fellas. Um, um, I, got, I got to say, like, I don't have too much more to say about this one. I thought it was an amazing picture overall. And uh, I'm ready to get into some scores if uh, y'all are ready for it. Oh, oh yeah, sure. I'm, I'm hung up on something you said earlier, but... Uh, okay, well, uh, can I do the score? Yeah, 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 no, okay. by all means, by all means. All right, well, uh, I already mentioned Smeagol from The Lord of the Rings. Andy Circus, you know him. You oh, love, yeah, oh, you yeah he's him. great. You love him. He plays Ulysses Clow. Clow, am I saying that right? <laughs> Get off my lawn. Hell, hey, you boys are late to the party, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Ulysses was great. This boy's got a hand cannon. He does. I, Little, I, literally, I, a hand cannon. Yeah, I, I know that's usually a euphemism for a gun, but, uh, and I'm not usually one to shy away from a uh, welcome to the gun show type joke, but this is ridiculous, boys. He's actually got a hand cannon. He literally does. His hand opens right up, and it's got a cannon. So I, I'm going to give him a 5 and an 11. You know, you that's, know. That's that's the five, one for each finger, and an 11, because that boy turns it up to 11 with that hand cannon. It's true, it's true. Uh Michael Jordan, I'm giving this boy a 23. Um, uh, not only because that's his historic number, but also because, damn, he has aged gracefully. Uh, uh, um, okay, uh, Come Jimmy, again? Yeah, uh, you're going to run this one by me again. Mike, Michael Jordan, the famous NBA star. Um, he, he, plays the, uh, he plays the villain in the movie. Um, he, he doesn't. I hate to break... Uh, I think you're thinking of Michael B. Jordan. Michael... Did I get this wrong again, boys? You, you, you did, damn you it. did. Egg on my face again. It's the whole, <laughs> it's the whole damn omelet this time. It, it's it's and yeah. There's there's some peppers in there and some onions. It's, well, well, whoever know. Michael B. Jordan is, he was fantastic. That's Just, I, ironic you say that because he was actually also in the Fantastic Four. Really? He was. Well, I'll be damned. Is that part of the MCU? It's not. It's not. It's so it's not the... part of the MBA either. Oh, damn. <laughs> Boys, I feel like I'm just off track tonight. Yeah, it, the Fantastic Four movie was pretty bad, which means you'd probably love it, to be honest with you. Well, all right. Well, let's move on. I got one more here, boys. Uh, the Women of Wakanda. Now, Wakanda's got an entire society filled with women who are their best warriors. It's true. Can I ask you something? What's that? What do you think the biggest problem is with having a society full of women who are your best warriors? Uh, I don't know, but I feel as though there's going to be a lot of people very angry at your answer. You t you tell me what you <laughs> think my answer is, Mike. I, I don't want to say it out loud. <laughs> you want to know the answer? I do. Absolutely nothing, man. <laughs> Topple the damn patriarchy. They, fight, they got it right, man. I... I agree. We need to get some women up in here running this place. You know what I mean? I don't. I wouldn't want to mess with any of them. Man, the the women are tough in this movie, and that's what we need in this country. We need tough women. I know some of the some of the women I know are the toughest people I know. I once saw my mama bite the neck off of a bottle, chew it up, and spit sand out. Man, <laughs> that's a true story. You can ask anybody in my family if I'm lying. You can come down here and spit in my grits, boy. Was that one of those like the uh, the soda pop bottles that were made of wax? That you bit the top off, then you drank it. No, those 
bottles are delicious, but this was an actual <laughs> glass bottle, man. Wow. So, Your uh, mother sounds like a hell of a woman. She is a hell of a woman. Thank you, ma'am. Uh, <laughs> so I'm giving the wa- the women of Wakanda a 46. You know what that is? I, I don't. It's 46. We've already had 45 of these bastards up in the White House. Let's get number 46. Let's get one of them women up in there and run this place right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Sure. <laughs> That's it for me, boys. I'm feeling passionate about it. I'm ready to vote. Uh, all right. Well, you know what? I'm going to let you go on a high this week, Jimmy Tony. You're all fired up. Go, go forth and 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 spread your word. I'm actually, uh, I'm actually not high this week for once. But, uh, <laughs> whatever you say, brother. I'm, I'm out of here. All right, Jimmy uh, Tony. Later. We'll see you later. All right. He he does get passionate about certain he, things. He he does. It's it's weird for for a man of his intelligence, which is which is not which very. He, he claims is high. Yeah, lots of people do. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not I'm not ready to put him on that pedestal yet. But for for a man of his intelligence, he does get pretty passionate over things I would not expect him to get passionate about. You know? Sure. He like, tries. It, and and they, they're they so vary in like the uh, like if you place them in a line like like this one on one end of the spectrum, mm-hmm. and then making some his toilet wine. I, I, he gets I, so passionate about that, and they are completely opposites. Yeah, I, I don't know. He's he's like. He's like, you know, they say the like jack of all trades is, you know, uh, uh, you're, uh, how does how's that saying go? You're good at something, but uh, jack of all jack trades. Jack of all ma- trades, master, master of none. Of what are you guys That's talking about? Uh, just you're just got off the phone with Jim. Oh, okay. Tony. How'd it go? How's your shit? Huh? How's your shit? Uh, smooth. 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 Yeah. There you go. It's like soft serve. Yep. <laughs> Firecracker. <laughs> um, no, it's like jack of all trades, master of none. He's like, he's like a two of hearts of all trades. <laughs> Jack of nothing, like that's that's pretty much what Jimmy Tony is. That's a fair assessment. You, you know? can throw a Joker in there <laughs> yeah, somewhere. Sure, sure. Oh man, lots of Jokers. All right, but um, well, you guys good? We're good. Yeah. All I, right. Yep. That's what we're drinking. That's what we're talking about. And that was Jimmy Tony. Let's get into the bleed feed. Right, we haven't had uh, haven't had any deaths uh, in the last couple of weeks. That all changes today. Oh no! Uh, rest in peace to Virginia Leith. Life, life. I, th- I believe is how you say it. L e i t h. L e i t h. Yeah, life. Leith. Leith. I mean, I I knew somebody named Leith, and it okay. was L e i t h. Okay, so we're going Virginia Leith. Yeah, sure. Uh, she was a star of uh, a movie from 1952 called The Brain. That wouldn't die. Oh, you ever heard of this before? Yeah, it's so, about my brain. <laughs> oh, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah, actually. Uh, little, so, little known fact. Yeah, so this is a uh, this is an old black and white uh, uh, horror movie from the fifties. Uh, I know this movie very well uh, because we used it, it. It's in the public domain, and we used this movie in uh, the short film that Vito directed uh, called "I Love You to Death." Oh, and I like we, that one. And we needed to have a. Uh, a movie playing on the TV, and everybody uses Night of the Living Dead because everyone knows it. Sure. We wanted to do something different, and so we found one that was uh, in the public domain, and we used it, and it was the brain that wouldn't die. Is that the one where the, this, is it a giant brain that the guy is chopping with an axe? No. No? Nope. Okay. It's basically this girl's, like, severed head on, like, a Frankenstein-looking lab. Oh. Like, slab. Weird. Sort of. So, like, f- so like, reanimator kind of? Ish, yeah. I mean, you need to see it, but yeah, um, it's just it's it's a it's a weird '50s sci-fi horror movie about a, a brain and a weird mad scientist, and 
it's everything that you'd want out of those those kind of movies. <laughs> uh, so she passed away this week at the age of 94. Um, she, I think she died. Didn't say cause of death, but she's 94. So that's she died because of 94. She died because she's 94. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's fair. <laughs> uh, she also, a little of trivia here, she also starred in Stanley Kubrick's feature debut called uh, Fear and Desire in 1953, hmm. so the year after. All right. So, yeah, rest in peace to Virginia Lathe. I also wanted to bring one up, uh, not horror-related, but and I was going to bring it up last week, but or uh, two weeks ago, did we do a show last week? I can't Yeah, we did. Yeah. I forgot to bring it up, though. Um, I just figured we should bring it up because he was a D- Detroit native. John Witherspoon passed away on... October 29th, so oh, this kidding. was a couple weeks ago. But he's a Detroit native. You might know him as, uh, he was in the Friday movies. He was, uh, I think. Yes, he, yes. Yeah, yeah um, he was. The he's Friday those... movies, he was in uh, Little Nicky. He's a, he's a comedian. He did a lot of. He's one of those guys where I know his face, yet I've never seen any of the Friday movies, for better or for worse. I've just never seen them. You've seen him in other stuff, though. But I that's the thing. Have. I was going through his, when I, fo- when I saw that he had passed away, I uh, I was looking through his discography, or discography, his <laughs> filmography on IMDb, and nothing was like standing out to me. But the thing is, like, I know I've seen him, and yeah. he's just been in so much stuff. Maybe whether it be commercials or just little, I, I don't know. I know that I've seen him before, but you've seen the Ladies Man, haven't you? The Tim Meadows movie, no, Ladies Man. I don't think I had. I don't think. I, I don't think I did. Um, oh really? Really? Maybe I saw him in movie Maybe. trailers all, all the time. Can Maybe I buy you a fifth sandwich? <laughs> uh, no, he was. Yeah, he's. I'm, I'm sure that you've seen. Well, you said that you you went through. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't you know. know him though. Oh, he had a, I discovered uh, like last year he had a cooking show on YouTube. What? And it was uh, what the hell was it called? It was it was like cooking for poor people. <laughs> And he's just in this shitty little kitchen, and he would wear an apron with no shirt underneath, and he would he would cook like these ridiculously cheap dishes, and and just like and he would cook, like, even though he I had a stove like and an oven behind him, he would cook everything on two hot plates in I front f- of him. I feel like that's the most like ridiculously offensive thing in the entire world. No, because he was because he grew up poor. He grew up he grew up in Detroit. He was poor, and so like he he's he's cooking all these dishes that he remembers his mom making when he was younger. And he's and he's like, you can just go. You buy the cheapest fish that you can find, a couple of vegetables, and he's even like, if you don't have any money for tomatoes, you just hop over your fence and grab some tomatoes from <laughs> Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Heifer Heffenpeffer from next door. And it actually shows him walking out the door and hopping the fence and grabbing tomatoes from next door and he like you know he'll stir stuff with his fingers and lick his fingers and then stir stuff with his fingers again and like it was just it's you gotta look uh, it up it's it's absolutely hilarious it was him at his best as far as i'm concerned god's greatest gift to mankind are comedians oh yeah i'm I'm serious man like absolutely because not only they are a gift to the world because they can take literally anything whether it be semi-offensive you know sore topics in people's lives whatever it be and and they they, they make it fun yeah you know and oh, comedy is one of the best ways to tackle really tough subjects to sure. talk about sure dude look at some of this stuff i mean like i know that a lot of people find uh a lot of comedians these days offensive but they're talking about stuff that nobody else has the balls to talk about sure and then there's and then there's the comedians that are you know the things they talk about are super controversial by design. Yeah. Like the new Dave Chappelle. Oh, sure. Yeah. Special. 
got a lot of slack. Like I I posted online something about how funny it was, and man, was there backlash. Was it really? Apparently, I have a lot of friends who listen. <laughs> I'm I'm on the left, right? But I'm not so far to the left that my my head's up my own ass and uh, I can't see the sun. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And apparently, I know a lot of people that are because it was like, oh my god, how can you laugh at that? I'm like, it's comedy because uh, like, it's funny. Like these jokes were literally written to elicit the reaction that you're giving him. Yeah. Like that's the entire point of it. Yeah. You know, it's 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 possible for something to be offensive and funny. Well, it's funny because it's offensive. Right. It's not. It's not. It's not the. Uh, this is this is a whole other <laughs> thing. Kind of, this is. A, we'll pick up the spare on it's this a one. Whole, later day. It's, it's a, a whole teaser. It's a whole other thing. <laughs> it's a whole other thing. All right. Um, uh, no, I know what you're saying though. Yeah, but like, yeah. yeah. Anyway, that was that. You know, we went off on a tangent. Yeah. But basically, all I wanted to say was rest in peace to John Witherspoon. That <laughs> all came out of that. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Let's see here. Um. <laughs> we, we talk about Ghostbusters a lot on the show, um, and because there's a new movie coming up. Mm-hmm. And I got a little bit of news. Dan Aykroyd has confirmed that Bill Murray is 100% undoubtedly in the new movie. Yes. And they've as. already filmed the scenes as He's, Peter Venkman. As Peter Venkman. Yes. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's exciting. Yep. He, he just casually dropped that in an interview. Like, oh, yeah, me and me and Bill and Sigourney and Annie Potts, we all did our stuff. That's done. <laughs> it, was like, it was completely just like under the rug kind of mention. Yeah. But uh, that happened. And also, the rumor is, and this is not confirmed, but the rumor, rumor is that, uh, is that uh, there's a new name for the movie and that it could possibly be called Ghostbusters Afterlife. Okay. I don't like it. No. Why not just call it, it Ghostbusters cheesy. 3? I just think it sounds cheesy. Just call it Ghostbusters 3. Yeah. It sounds... It, you know what it sounds like? Excuse me. It sounds like a fan film. You know what it should be called? Ghostbusters it should, 3. It, it should star <laughs> DJ Khaled. Is that how you say his name? And it should I, be I, Ghostbusters. Another one. <laughs> <laughs> that joke probably would have been better back in like 2012. <laughs> <laughs> well, then again, though they did name Sharknado to oh, yeah. another one. <laughs> See, I'm I'm right there. I'd say you're ahead of the curve, but oh. you're like five years late. <laughs> I'm right there in the zeitgeist, boys. All right, I can't uh, say that word without feeling like an speaking. asshole. I still I still hold that to be true. <laughs> the zeitgeist. Uh, Smashing Pumpkins named their comeback record Zeitgeist. Yeah, because so. they're assholes. <laughs> it's a good record though. Um, it's the only one not on Spotify because it got so much slack though. Believe it or not, I Billy, think, Billy Corgan I, second, is such an egomaniac. That's the he second, pulled it. That's the second time in the last five minutes that you said it's gotten so much slack. I think flack is the word you're looking for. Slack, well, no, flack. Yeah, that's flack. You're right. Yeah, flack, flack. You got got real <laughs> loose. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, speaking of getting real loose, uh, we we have news. <laughs> I don't know what that means. We have news of uh, a new Paranormal Activity movie oh, coming yeah. in 2021. Getting loose. Uh, we, <laughs> Lucy Ghosty. Um, last, the last Paranormal Activity uh, movie we got was back in 2015 with the Ghost Dimension, and at the time they said that was going to be the franchise's finale. Mm-hmm. So no word yet on if this is going to be um, a, re- a reboot or a continuation. Or <laughs> and then the people who make the Paranormal Activity movies go, "Oh fuck, we're not making any money anymore," <laughs> and they're like, "Shit, never mind, we're gonna make a this, new one." <laughs> this was a terrible decision. <laughs> Um, you know it's not a terrible decision? Huh. Going to the Monster Mania horror convention. Yeah. 
especially coming up this March, because for the first time ever, you're going to be able to get a photo taken with Kane Hodder. Nice. In with costume. Nice. As Uber Jason. Yes. <laughs> the, the best Jason Uber of them all. Jason. You do love Uber well, Jason. Why is there never like a German guy? They'll say, the Uber Jason. Oh, the Uber Jason. <laughs> what is wrong with us tonight? I don't know. We're awesome. Uh, so, so he's been doing a lot of these. Like Robert Englund's been doing it. Yeah. Uh, uh, who's the dude that played Pinhead? I can't think of his name. Uh, D- uh, uh, Doug, Doug Bradley. Bradley. <laughs> uh, Doug Bradley's been doing it with Pinhead, though. They've been doing <clears throat> yeah. these conventions where they're in full makeup and yeah, you get your uh, your your photo op with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kane Hodder, though, has never done Zauba, Jason. Oh, so he is doing it March of next year at um, uh, Monster Mania, uh, the Horicon. It's going to be in Cherry Hill, New Jersey uh, on March 14th. One day only. So Dope. get there. Uh, if you want to get your picture taken with Zauba, it's going to set you back a cool... $95. Hey, man. Hundred, worth it. Hundred bucks, pretty much. For Nin- 95 For... Don't round up. It's 95 No, I'm going to round up you because... You can still use that $5 to go get yourself three bean burritos from Taco Bell. That's true. <laughs> no, you put it that way. It's so, steel. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Why bean he burritos should, of all he things? Should sell, he should actually have a little Taco Bell hut next to his... <laughs> next to his so he makes a cool hundred off every person, even if they're vegan. <laughs> well, why would you even get the picture? <laughs> That's how you do it. You, you Photo could, and three bean burritos. If you could get three bean burritos for $5, yeah. you could get 60 bean burritos. <laughs> That's a hell of a point right there. <laughs> That's a hell of a lot of bean burritos. I could eat them. I could eat 60 bean burritos. Oh, be, that would be literally the most farty photo ever, though. <laughs> Everyone's eating their bean burritos in line. <laughs> so, oh, it'd be terrible. What I want to do is, I know that everybody goes all out and they're like, hey, Kane, can you strangle me in this picture? <laughs> I'm going to take a vat of liquid nitrogen with me and say, hey, can you dip my head in this and <laughs> smash it? It'll be the last picture I ever take. $95, well worth it. (laughs) (laughs) That'll be at your funeral. Your face smashed into a bunch of pieces. It's going to be a closed casket. All All right, right. speaking of closed caskets, what's on blue? All right, yeah, that was a good segue. (laughs) Sure. Uh, Jennifer Kent's follow-up to the Babadook. Babadook. 2018's Tale of Revenge, The Nightingale will be headed home February 4th, 2020, courtesy of Shout Factory. No other details thus far, but if you want to check it out before the blue comes out, it is currently streaming on Hulu. Yeah. I might check it out. Wait, for free? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I, I so think it's I, it. So, okay, so I read a review on The Nightingale, like <clears> a spoiler-free <throat> review. Yes. Um, and they they could not have praised this movie any higher. All right. So well, <clears throat> I'm very, very much looking forward to it. I know, I know the Babadook for some reason is somewhat divisive because well, because people are stupid. Some people are stupid. <laughs> some people hate that movie, dude. Uh, the Babadook was amazing. Yep. And if you think differently, then you're probably a silly person. Um, so silly. I had, so I had, <laughs> I had really high hopes for her, her sophomore. Yep. Uh, film and I've been hearing nothing but good stuff. Yeah, they're basically, it's a, re- it's they're a revenge basically... tale. It's about a un- unfortunately, it's about a woman who sees her husband and 
her baby die, which I hate when kids die in movies, but it happens. And then the rest of the time... Happens in real life, too. Yeah. The rest of the time she spends... uh, seeking revenge and it sounds really really good yeah the, the general consensus is basically whatever it was you were expecting from her after the babadook this is so far removed from what you could have possibly been expecting mm-hmm. and it succeeds not only a hundred percent in every way it just succeeds in in every way possible well there you go there Looking you go at it right now. nightingale on hulu free to stream currently well not free you got to pay for hulu obviously but damn it's two hours and 16 minutes long we should have a movie night pretty soon here and watch that uh i'm thinking like tomorrow yeah done (laughs) i'm gonna watch that tomorrow and if you want to watch it with me you're free to join all right next up earlier this year we told you about the december 10th release of the fly collection Mm. right a five-film release from scream factory that includes every film from the original and remake franchises uh, Scream Factory has just released the full details, which I usually don't go crazy into the details, yeah. but this is the Fly Collection, so I'm going to give you just the new Are stuff. Are you going to give it to us on the fly? I'm going to give it <laughs> I'm going to give it to you on the fly. <laughs> <laughs> this is just the new stuff. That's It's got all the, the original old... Um, that old shit. <laughs> the, yeah, the, all that original old shit. This is the new stuff. So for The Fly 1958, new audio commentary with author, film historian Steve Haberman and filmmaker, film historian Constantine Nasser. Uh, for Return of the Fly, audio commentary with actor David Frankham, audio commentary with author, film historian Tom Weaver. For The Curse of the Fly, audio commentary with author, film historian Steve Haberman again. This guy mm-hmm. gets a lot of work. Oh, and Constantine Nasser again. Uh, interview with right. actress Mary Manson and interview with continuity Renee Glinny. What? Okay. Am I the only one that had no idea there was such thing as Curse of the Fly? I had no idea. I, I, I own Return of the Fly. I own the Fly. I never knew there was a third original Fly movie. Yeah, I don't think so. Because I've seen the first two. Yeah. I I've, don't I think... Never knew that was a I thing. know I've never seen Curse of the Fly. And now that you mention it, yeah, I don't know if I ever knew that there was a Curse of the Fly. When they first released uh, details about this new box set, I was like, five <clears throat> movies? Five. I, I didn't I didn't really know what they were talking about. Mm-hmm. I thought, was there another remake that I just didn't know about? Maybe there was like, a, like in the 70s or something like that, there was something. Yeah. You know, um, I just had no idea. And mm. Curse of the Fly? Yeah. Nope. Nothing. Never knew it. Nothing doing. All right. Next up, uh, The Fly, 1986. Audio commentary with author film historian William Beard. The Meshuggahner Scientist. An interview with executive producer Mel Brooks. I don't think that I knew that Mel Brooks was the executive producer of The Fly Is it the same Mel Brooks? Is there another Mel Brooks? Considering it's the Meshuggahner Scientist. like I, true. Meshuggahner is a Yiddish word and Mel Brooks is Jewish. That I'm G, just that I'm Jew. Just, I'm just con- I'm just connecting dots <laughs> I'm here. I'm just connecting no, dots. No, you're probably right. You're probably uh, right. I had no idea that he had anything to do with that. Yeah, didn't know about that. Uh, Beauty and the Beast, an interview with producer Stuart Cornfield. Uh, a tragic opera, an interview with composer Howard Shore. I also don't think I knew that Howard Shore did the score for it. Uh, David's Eyes, an interview with cinematographer Mark Irwin, and interviewing or interview with casting director Deidre Bowen. This is this is for the Cronenberg fly. Right? That's for the yep. Cronenberg, yep. And for the Fly 2, 1989, Fly in the Ointment, an interview with producer Stuart Kornfeld. Original Visions, an interview with screenwriter Mick Garris. Version 2.0, an interview with screenwriter Ken Wheat. Big and Gothic, an interview with composer Christopher Young. 
pretty fly for a fly guy. (laughs) 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 In an interview with special effects artist Tom Sullivan and interview with cinematographer Robin Vigeon. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, cinco, six. So here's the weird thing. I'm looking on IMDb right now. Yeah. Mel Brooks is uncredited as a producer on the fly, which is why you never heard of it before. Hmm. But he's on, he's got, it's, he's maybe, got an IMDb credit for it. Maybe he just decided to become a executive producer on the fly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 I stole your joke. You did. And you I made did. it better. Oh my God. I'm looking at pictures of Mel Brooks right now. He is old. He's old as shit. He's so old. (laughs) I'm so old. (laughs) All right. Um, RLJE Films has set a November 26th release for Mary, starring Gary Oldman as a struggling blue-collar sea captain who, in an attempt to create a better life for his family, purchases an old abandoned ship. That's never a good idea. (laughs) Whoops. Turns out it may be haunted. Ghost ship. A uh, old... a different movie. (laughs) An old abandoned ship might be haunted. Yeah, Gary. Get your shit together. <laughs> Fucking Gary. <laughs> and terror at sea ensues. <laughs> and that's it. That's it for blues. All right. So my last bit of news here um, is about the greatest movie franchise under the sun. Tremors. Oh. Duh. Okay. Um, so last week we reported that Jamie Kennedy was not coming back yeah. for the sequels. <clears throat> mm-hmm. To be like Jamie Kennedy. Yeah. At least in these movies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> However, <laughs> at least in these <laughs> movies, otherwise, fuck him. <laughs> He's good in Scream. No, I like Jamie Kennedy. I, like I do. Um, Even in uh, what's that stupid movie where he was a rap? No, was that oh, him no, in the yeah, rap yeah. Hollywood? Oh, oh yeah. What was that? It's terrible. Uh, Don't be hating. <laughs> yeah, no. Let's not go there. Um, Watch okay. it. Sorry. So, go ahead. Go ahead. We don't know. We no, We no longer care about Jamie Kennedy. No. Because there's been some casting. Yes. <laughs> We're getting uh, John Heater, Napoleon Dynamite himself. Lucky. Vote for Trummers. That's all I'm saying. Vote for Trummers. Um, I love John Heater. I think he's funny in everything he does. So I'm very much looking forward to to that. But then we're also getting, and this this is actually the weird one, as if John Heater is not weird. Richard Brake. Oh, that's wonderful. Dick Brake is going to be in the new Chalmers movie. Yeah. Uh, most recently, he was the the third in Three from Hell. Mm. Um, and he's been in uh, a ton of Rob Zombie stuff. He's been, he was in Silent Blackout we uh, we watched. Oh, man. Guy, man. Yeah, he was a caveman at one point in time. Wasn't uh, that him? No, dude, that no, was... No, that was... Uh, uh, no, that was uh, um, J- uh, Jeff... I can't Yes, you're right, you're right, you're Jeff right. Jeff Daniel right. Phillips. Yep. He was the caveman. I from, retract yeah. that. I retract that. But um, uh, he was in a he was in a, a Muse video. You remember that one? He was in a Muse video. Yes. <laughs> um, we love Richard Bright though. He's oh, dude, amazing. Yeah. Um, I have to imagine he's going to play like the villain in this, like whoever the villain might be. See, when you told me the synopsis for this movie, because what's the synopsis? Uh, the synopsis here is the deadly graboids are back, illegally brought to a new island resort by a rich playboy looking for a trophy hunt. Like, that just strikes me as Richard Brake's character. See, that's that's a different synopsis than you gave me. You you told me something about a wrangler or a trainer, and that, to me, is Richard Brake. Well, maybe, perhaps, that's the case, too. Like, I, I see... It's called, Ra- it's called I, Tremor's Island Fury. You you said that there was going to be a character who was a, a trainer, and that's, that's what I see Richard Brake doing. He's like the hardened... He's like the... He's like the... Uh, um... What the hell's his name? Chris Chris Pratt. Pratt. Yep. He's the guy who trains the Raptors and Potentially Jurassic Park. Like I see I see Richard Brake 
And you said if if I don't see Richard Brake throwing a saddle on a tremor, on a graboid in this movie, and riding it around, I'm gonna be very disappointed. I, I will still and be I very agree. disappointed. Now, and, then John, the and then John Heater throws shocks and pegs on it, <laughs> <laughs> takes it off with some sweet jumps. Here's the thing, though. Um, this is what Michael Gross looks like for the new Chalmers movie. Oh my stars! <laughs> he looks amazing. Describe to the people what you're looking at. Um. Santa Claus on the sex offenders list. <laughs> That's what it is. Oh my god, it totally right? is. Um, so we have Michael it's Gross. So bad. It's so bad. So Michael Gross has crazy long stringy hair, like past the shoulder length. White, uh, just white as the driven completely, snow. Completely white. A, uh, a gigantic, just curly ass beard with the mustache still having like some shit color in it. A little it's, salt and pep. It's that's just yeah. no, a little bit. <laughs> and the entire, all the pepper just fell out on the mustache. Yeah, though. it's like somebody <laughs> unscrewed the top of the pepper and you went to pour some on your on your steak and too much happens. of it came out. Um, so I don't know what we're getting out of this movie, but I don't. At this point, the the, the Tremors movies are, you know, it went from being a, a good a, a good monster movie sort of, mm-hmm. you know, with Kevin Bacon and uh, yeah. What's his name? Oh, uh, um, damn. Uh, Fred Ward. Yeah, Fred Ward or mm-hmm. whatever. It was good. It was campy, but it and was good. Reba. But then every movie subsequently, it just kind of gets more and more into ridiculous territory. And but we're at the point but still now good. where that's where it lives, and it's great. Yeah. No, it's fantastic. Great. So I just, yeah. Honestly, I love the Tremors movies. I, I do too. I haven't, <clears throat> I know that like... Uh, People who people who are really hardcore about the original one are like, yeah, all the other ones suck. But like, they just got so fun yeah. and so awesome. I, I loved agree. every single one of them. So I'm very excited for this. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's all I got for news, though. All right. All right. So that's gonna bring us to our stupid fact of the day. And I know Mike was just looking at the time, and he's gonna hate me for this because we're we're an hour in without uh, hitting our stuff yet. <laughs> yeah. We're no, good. no. You're this, gonna hate this me is, for this. This is gonna be kind of a long one because okay. it's it, it's about telekinesis and all that stuff, right? Let's and so it. It, it's so it, it's such a wide range of what ifs, this, that, truths, false. So here's a little backstory on how this can possibly work for your stupid fact of the day. This is current, uh, courtesy of psychologytoday.com. Okay. So in the unimaginable weird world of subatomic particles like electrons, they carry electric current, individual particles exist in many places at the same time, which seems impossible, but experiment after experiment over the last 100 years proves it to be true without a shadow of a doubt. So particles like electrons don't always live into a particular space, but in a smear of many places, most very close to each other and some far away. Another way of putting it, there could be tiny pockets of matter slightly everywhere and precisely nowhere. Did I lose you yet? No, I'm I'm with you, but it's (laughs) blowing my mind. So this means that (laughs) electrons in the room you're sitting in right now, like those in your computer, exist in the computer and inside your brain. The files are in the computer? And in your brain. (laughs) So what happens in your brain every time you think? Electric currents flow and electromagnetic fields are created that uh, exert influence on other electrons, including those that occupy spaces inside and outside your head when you think. So when you push or pull on an electron with that electromagnetic field... There's a lot of tongue twisters in here. (laughs) Uh, So like just like static electricity on your dog's fur, the electron moves a little. So if you pet your dog's fur and then some of the other hair stands up from that static electricity, right? Uh, When that happens to that electron, it occupies many spaces at the same time, and it'll experience what uh, physicists call a collapse when that happens, when they all get controlled at the same time. 
based off that. Uh, so it, it goes in deeper than that, saying that you know it's it's possible that you know black holes and all this stuff. There's all this data in this in this article, but it's super long to read all of it. But you're freaking me out, and you're giving me hope. I know. This right? sounds like if it's if it's really if that's what it really is, it almost sounds like something that anyone could do. Like you don't just have to have the special gift; you just have to figure out how to do it, right? Isn't that what it sounds? Is that what it sounds? Is that what it sounds like to you guys? Man, I'm just over here making dick jokes, and you're and, and you're, and you're so, laying this so, on. So, so I, I thought of something up on up on reading this up. So, if you have that electromagnetic magnetic field from this one electron, yeah, uh, in the same way a magnet works, right? So, I have no uh, idea how magnets work. <laughs> so, like, hey, you and ICP, so, bro. So, if you were to reverse that polarity of that electron, if you had a copy of it, uh-huh. could you push that item away with that, hmm. such as how you would with the reverse of a magnet? Seems telekinesis, right? Right. Yeah. Like in, like how you can flip the phase on an audio, you can flip the the waveform on an audio file, and you can cancel it out. Could you flip that phase of what you're seeing of that item in the room, like that vase or that lamp, and reverse it back to it to cause it to move without touching it? Yeah. Aha. Right. Every Sunday, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got. It's heavy. It's heavy, heavy. and I think we should explore it more. Not today. Not today. I'm done. (laughs) I I think on our free time, like the three of us should get together. And experiment on each other. (laughs) I'll see if I can make it move. I'm reversing your polarity. (laughs) I made it move just by looking at it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Jay, I'm going to miss you when you're gone. (laughs) I'm not. Look at standing, standing, standing. <laughs> <laughs> it's pulsing uh, with my own heartbeat. Weird. All right. Oh, anyways, that was sort of your stupid fact <laughs> slash fiction of the day. And boom, that was the news. You All right. You didn't have to throw fiction in there. That's fact. I mean, if you found it on the internet, then <laughs> it must it's be true. true. It's probably, yeah, it's true. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to experiment on each other. Throughout this, you'll see faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. I have a question for you guys. Yes. If you, uh, it's, it's the age-old question, in all fairness. If you could have one superpower, what would it be? Uh, easy flight. Flight? You yeah, think so? totally, dude. Um, and we'll get into it when we talk about Chronicle. Sure, but it's sure. like my dream come true, dude. Like that, that part of that movie, that when they first start flying. Sure. I'm oh, like, yeah. Yes. I agree. Looks like so much fun. I would choose to be able to just die whenever I wanted <laughs> and then come back. So that way I could play jokes on people all That's the time. Good. That's, That's a good one, actually. <laughs> I just thought of that. Just so, it's, so it's not so it's not invincibility or immortality. Well, I guess it's it is immortality in a way. That. It's you can actually die. I, like I would just be on riding my bicycle back. and then just, and then and then I would come back. That's later. a good one, man. That's a good one. <laughs> You're in a group of all these people with these super amazing like super abilities. What's what's Jay's ability? He can kill himself. <laughs> hey guys. <laughs> his, his, what's his what, what's his what's his superhero name? S- suicide guy. Like, <laughs> He's part of the Suicide Squad. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> That's a good one. It would though. just freak people out. Yeah, it would. 
So basically, so you, you, would, have, you would use yours more for humor and entertainment. Yeah, no, yeah, not, not like not, not like I would physically do something to myself. No, but just, like like you just you're sitting that, there and he just croaks over. That, that, that woman needs saving. I got her. <laughs> he shoots himself dead. What, what purpose did that serve? <laughs> no, but he's not talking about shooting himself. He's no, talking I, about nothing he'd just be like sitting that. here and then all of a sudden he'd go. <laughs> Dead. <laughs> I'll save you. This man's having a heart attack. <laughs> Call it. I'm calling it. <laughs> oh wait, never mind. He's alive. <laughs> that's that's amazing. <laughs> what about uh, you? I, I think for me, it's a toss up between. I know this is very cliche, but it's a toss up between flight and invisibility. I uh, I I have such a complex in my everyday life that being invisible would just be great because I could just eavesdrop on everybody and know if they're actually talking about me, like that. <laughs> you you could do it. You could do it with flight though too, because you could just you could just hover ten feet over people. <laughs> they nobody wouldn't notice that at all. Nobody looks up anymore. Is that a drone? No, that's Mike. People in the, in this day and age, like people are always looking at their phones. Nobody looks up. That's true. That's so, true. I'll give you that. So you could just be floating over them, listening to their conversation. <laughs> Would he sound like With a more the, no, but I would have one of those sound I'd have one of those gigantic oh, like a a hovering sound. Mm-hmm. I'd have one of those gigantic parabolic dishes though, like five feet from your head, <laughs> just trying to listen in. It's like what is, somebody finally looks up and it's like, what is this, this guy doing? Why is there a floating satellite above us? <laughs> uh oh my god. Yeah, anyway. in, invisibility would be cool, but uh I just imagine I, the I, stuff you could do, though. Like, you could just go to an airport, though, and just board a plane and go somewhere. You yeah, don't need flight. Until somebody sits on you in that seat. Then <laughs> you're screwed. Yeah, but, 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 if you, but if you have the power of flight, you don't have to deal with getting on a plane. <laughs> no, but people will still talk behind my back. <laughs> Nobody's talking about you. That's, that's, that's your issue is you think people are talking about you. Nobody cares about you enough to talk behind your back. Oh, that makes me feel better. <laughs> All right. So the first movie we're talking about tonight is, is called Brightburn. <laughs> um, I didn't write down gear. This is from 26, 2019, isn't it? No, no, it's not 2019. Didn't it just come out? 2018. Let's get uh, up. Come on, James. Oh, hold on. Hurry up. 20, hurry up. 20, 2019, like it, I said. Was it really? Yeah, it just came out, dude. No, this was... It had to have been earlier in the year then. Well, yes, it was earlier in this. Every everything, well, everything was earlier in this year. It's you November. Want to, you want to see a picture of me when I was younger? Every picture of you is a picture of you when you were younger. <laughs> I hate you both. So what much. a stupid thing to say! Like it came out in 2019. Well, it had to be earlier in 2019. Yeah. The way you said it made it sound like it came out like recently, though. That that's all. Um, okay, so bright from <laughs> it came out. It, it came out right now. <laughs> I hate you guys so much. <laughs> it came, right, it I, came, I gotta write the ship. I gotta write the ship. It came out in May t- uh, on May twenty fourth of twenty nineteen. Okay, okay. So Brightburn from uh, twenty. You said fourteen. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. 19. I said 19. Brightburn from 2019, directed by David uh, Yarovowski. Um, this is the guy that did the movie The Hive. I never saw it, but I own it. <laughs> Yarovowski. Is it Yarovowski? Yeah, I, I, not, Yaro- to, not, to, not to split hairs, but you put an extra R in there, Yarovowski. Yarovowski. <laughs> um, he did this movie called The Hive. It was yeah. a uh, Nerdist movie, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I own it. I've never actually watched it, though. It, oh, the hive. Yeah. Oh, it looked dope. I didn't. Yeah, right? I've never seen it though. It looked it, really good. I just never actually watched it. I have it uh, digitally. Actually, it's one of the few movies that I own digitally. Uh, produced though by uh, James Gunn. 
Uh, um, and written by, I believe, his two brothers. Yeah, Brian and Mark Gunn. Yep. That's right. So this is guns all over this. Guns. Guns out. Should have been called the Second Amendment burn. That's, that's what it should have been called. Um, what if a child from another world crash-landed on Earth, but instead of becoming a hero to mankind, he proved to be something far more sinister? Now, part of that sounds like a familiar story. Yep. <laughs> sounds- I'm Batman. Oh. <laughs> it does. It sounds a lot like Batman. <laughs> Um, if you don't know anything about Brightburn, it's it is it's li- literally the story of Superman. It's the story of Superman, um, except for uh, now, here's turns the out he's not a great Marvel great comic. Dude. Marvel comics, uh, obviously Superman is DC. Marvel comics though has a uh, a line of comic books called the What If series, and there's actually a new there's actually going to be a uh, animated series on Disney Plus, uh, a What If series, where basically they take all of these classic uh, uh, heroes and villains and you know <clears throat> characters in the universe and say, well, what if this happened instead of this? And yeah. they're going to give you these alternate storylines. Um, that's kind of what this is. It's like, what if Superman came to Earth, had his entire normal upbringing with, with the Kents, in this case it's the... Brayers? Brayers. Brayers. Welcome to Earth. Welcome to Earth. Um in this case, it's the Briar family, but they're basically the same thing as the Kent family. It, it takes place in Kansas. You know, uh, a meteorite thing falls from the sky. They go out there. They were wishing for a child. The child was delivered to them. They raise it as their own because they're idiots and it's an alien. And, um, <laughs> you know, in, instead of though him... There's beca- no way this could possibly go wrong. <laughs> not, not even touching that. Um, in, instead of though him growing up to be Superman, the savior of the world, he basically becomes... A super villain. A super villain and enslaves the world. Mm-hmm. And it's creepy. It is It is very it's creepy. It's unsettling. And holy shit, this movie is violent as all hell. Yeah. <laughs> I was not expecting that. I mean, it's not... It's not... Uh, it's not it any, is brutal. It's not any more brutal than anything we usually watch. But it's... When you're... You already have this idea of... Su- like, you know, we're, we're fans of superhero movies. Sure. We've watched Smallville and stuff like that. We've watched oh, all the Superman movies. Oh, have movies. we watched Smallville? <laughs> it's 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 you already have that picture of Superman in your head, and then you're not really prepared. Like I said, it's not really any more or less brutal than anything we ever watch. But you already have this picture of wholesome Superman, Clark Kent, in your head, yeah. and then you've got this little this little guy, Brandon Breyer, who Breyer, he. He uh, he delivers something totally different to you. Yeah, it hits <laughs> that you're you, not expecting. It hits you in a level where it's like if somebody turned the Golden Girls into like a horror movie, which they should totally do. I'd be into that. You know what I'm saying? Like watching just like a, like like the Golden Girls just go out like these people that like they signify happiness to you. It's like every time Blanche goes out to sleep with a dude, she actually murders him. <laughs> exactly. At the end of it. <laughs> exactly. And it's like the most brutal murder ever. Um, yeah, this movie's nuts. Like I, uh, I loved it. I, I had no, no doubt in my mind that I wasn't gonna love it. You right. know what I'm saying? Like right. I, I kind of knew that it was gonna be good. And James Gunn is a master of his craft. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's anything that we've learned from the Guardians of the Galaxy movies we've been watching, and uh, Slither, and you know all the other stuff that he's done, he's just he's he he knows he's a again a master of his craft. You yeah. know he's uh, he's great. So I didn't expect this to be bad by any stretch, and I was not disappointed. Um, so let's see here. Starring, you have Elizabeth Banks, the, the, <clears throat> fine. fine, Elizabeth Banks. <laughs> <laughs> 
How did you have this? Is see, this is why you can't quit the show. You can't Jay. quit the show. How the hell did you have that ready? <laughs> Just good to go, man. Oh my god, she plays uh, Tori Breyer. I was gonna say Beaver. No, Tori Breyer. <laughs> Tori Beaver. <laughs> um, her husband uh, Kyle Breyer is played by David Denman. David Denman, Roy from The Office. If you don't Roy. know who David Denman is, he's Roy. And then you, Brandon Beyer, uh, the the titular character, played by Jackson A. Dunn. Um, oh, this kid was great, man. He's fantastic. Wait, did you like, say done? <laughs> yes. <laughs> done, done, done. That's it. I quit. I'm done. No, no you've, you've literally already quit. We actually just based on this on this episode, uh, we're going to offer to start paying you. <laughs> So please sign up for the Audible subscriptions. <laughs> so don't quit because we're going to start paying you. Just keep the drops coming. Um, let's see here. Uh, you also have, um, let's see here. You have Meredith Hagner who plays Marilee McNichol. Um, I'll say this. The fact that the word hag is in her name anywhere is a complete disservice to this beautiful young woman. Oh, yes. Because she, she was... Um, Fine. Not is, ugly. Is she the um, uh, is she the aunt? Yes, the she aunt? is the the aunt. Uh, and her husband, played by Matt Jones, is uh, Noah. <laughs> I love Matt Jones. He was so I knew him as uh, for years as the guy in commercials with the weird voice. No, he was Badger from Breaking Bad, my friend. Uh, Everybody under the sun would know him as Badger from Breaking Bad, except for you and. Okay. 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 So just you. Okay. Jay has seen it. Except for when we were watching this movie, you go, "Who is that guy?" Well, yeah, I I couldn't place him at the time, Mm, but that's where I knew him from. Fuck off. Nah. Nah. He's he he was in he was in like a thousand commercials before he ever got any big acting work, and he would he he would. Why are you looking at me like that? I'm listening to you. That's how I knew him. (laughs) He was the guy in commercials with the weird voice. He was in a uh, another badger. You mean? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He was on another show. Was it? Uh, we were watching reruns of Friends. I think it was, or something, or Seinfeld. He was like a. <laughs> I feel like everybody was on either or Friends something, or Seinfeld something like at least that. once. But yeah, he really? played a pizza delivery guy or something. Or, Doesn't shock me. But yeah, <laughs> I was surprised. I haven't he's seen great, him in though. anything else. He's great. He's got uh, he's got a weird comedic like tick to him that like just works. He's a little oh, yeah, off, he, a little bit offbeat, but uh-huh. it's like, perfect. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think the only <clears> other <throat> person of note in the movie would be Emily Hunter, who plays young Caitlin. Uh, who is uh, Brandon Byers' uh, uh, equal? I guess in school, not equal. Um, no, no, uh, definitely, opposite, definitely opposite. not. He's it's it's <laughs> literally kind of, the exact opposite of equal. It's, it's his it's his love interest, quote unquote. Even though she is uh, thoroughly creeped out by him. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So it's it's the Lois Lane, except for if Lois Lane wanted nothing to do with uh, with Clark Kent whatsoever, right? Sorry. Grab a refill here, or uh, yeah, or if much. you want to go Smallville, it's the uh, the the what's Kristen no, Chris, Lana. Kristen Cr- Lana, Lana, yeah, Lana, Lana. yeah, yeah, not the uh, not the girl who started a weird um, sex cult. <laughs> yeah, oh, ooh. Ooh, not talking about that. <laughs> well, I mean, we could, but we won't. That's, um, uh, what's your name, Mac? Um, um, uh, I can't remember. Mac, it's Mac something. It's something Mac. Yeah, not uh, Mac Daddy. That's not her name. It doesn't matter. Um, Allison Mac. That's the Allison one. Mac, I knew yeah. it would come to me. Yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah. So, uh, if if you've seen Superman or if you've read Superman, uh, one of the things I love about this movie is that they don't go crazy into his backstory because they don't need to. Right. Everybody knows the story of Superman, mm-hmm. and if you don't, 
you shouldn't be watching this movie because <laughs> I don't even know what your interest would be. But like everybody knows his story. So they literally spent next to no time with his backstory. You know, they showed they showed it crash land. They didn't show like his parents necessarily picking him up until way later in the movie. No. Um, they, they just no, assume they literally, that you like, know the mythology. Like and, they, you see the fireball, they get spooked by it, and then it's like ten years yeah. later, which I'm very happy about because they didn't need to. No. And I think they knew that, right? Yeah, you know, like, yeah. like I said, who knows? I mean, it's the greatest built-in story ever. Yeah, they know Every, the story. Everybody they're telling. The son knows it definitely. And um, yeah, so he's. Um, thing is, though, is that uh, young Brandon Byers is uh, bullied quite a bit. In school, Brandon Brayer. Brayer, like mix- Byers. Uh, Will, like Will Byers. You're mixing it up with Stranger Things. Man, it's definitely still got like a sort of Stranger Things vibe to it. Kind of does. <laughs> in a way. Crossover. Crossover. Um, yeah, no, Brandon Byers though. He um. Brayer. Brayer. God. <laughs> BB. We're gonna call him BB from now on. Yeah, BB. BB's fine. Or uh, you could call him Brightburn. ABB. Uh, Brightburn. That's true. Yeah. Um, he's, he's bullied a lot though. Yes. Uh, he's kind of the, uh, the lowest rank on the totem pole and, uh, the girl that he has this infatuation with, um, thinks he's a gigantic creep. Mm-hmm. Granted, he does creepy things to her, so he's kind of a creep. Yeah. He does, uh, well, at first, at first she, so he's being bullied in class, like he raises his hand and he gives this really intelligent answer to a, a he, he basically gives a, a question that. A, qu- a very simple question. He gives an answer that's way too long. Sure. Like, well, actually, wasps, uh, they can't sting and they bite and they blah, blah, blah. Like, he just, he, and then he goes off on this whole thing about the, like, the the mating patterns and the, sure, sure. the, uh, the, the, col- that- the colonizing patterns of wasps. And then she turns around and she says, because one of the other kids makes fun of him for being a nerd. And she's like, she turns around and she says, Smart guys rule the world eventually. Yeah. And, and this, like, set him off. In yeah, a good so way. he's like, like he oh, like, now I'm in love with this chick. And uh, and it gets to uh, an unhealthy point. Yeah. Well, so he, if you know the Superman story, you know, uh, if you actually, if you've ever seen Smallville, it actually very much kind of very quickly runs the course of Smallville where mm-hmm. it's almost like he's hitting puberty and his powers are starting to blossom. Yeah. And he realizes it before anybody else does. And instead of like talking about it with people or instead of you know taking it uh in a good way he starts to take it sort of badly in the way that he realizes that he is better than everybody else yeah and his ship that is once again in the barn underneath the you know you know like a a little cellar area in the barn yeah is calling for him and he doesn't know that it's happening yet it's feeding his brain with all this like knowledge Sort of, I guess. I mean, I it's guess not, not, I not it. even not even a lot of knowledge. It's literally just saying three words to him, and it's like I can't. I, it's it's saying them all it's, basically. It's, like, well, I, if you're gonna say it, say the actual. Do you remember what it is? No, I was I was Come paraphrasing, on, Michael. <laughs> I was paraphrasing. It's, it's saying like it's it's saying like it's saying three words in a different language. I'm sorry, I didn't remember that. <laughs> and then he, well, no, you, you can't remember what the actual English uh, translation is though. What was it? Cause he he starts to he starts to translate it. It's like he's learning it as he goes, and he realizes that the first word is take. Mm-hmm. So he keeps repeating repeating that to himself: take, take the take the, and then he finally realizes it says take the world. Ah, uh, yes, yep, you're right. And so now he's uh, and to tie it in with the the next movie, he kind of realizes that he's the apex predator. Yeah. 
Like he's something special. And nobody can touch him. Right. And that's when it really starts to get creepy because people keep asking him like, hey, are you, are you okay? Like you're getting bullied and blah, blah, blah. And he just, he kind of takes this really stoic um, angle and he's just like, it's okay. Because yeah. I know that I'm better and I know that I'm he powerful. He had an epiphany, basically I, is what right, happened. Right. Um, so he, uh, so this girl that he's like infatuated with, he like realizes that he has like super strength and that he can fly and all this other weird stuff. And he just shows up in her bedroom one night. This is one of the creepiest scenes. Yeah. It's a really creepy. Cause he's at, like behind the curtain, right? Well, at first he just, he, uh, he, you don't see this happen, but he opens her laptop and turns on a song. It's a, uh, I think it's an Elvis song. Mm-hmm. And it's a, like a romantic song. She wakes up in the middle of the night and all of a sudden her laptop's playing this song. And she goes over and she shuts it off and she closes the laptop and she turns around to walk back to bed. And it pops open again and starts playing the song again. And so now she's petrified. And she's walking back to bed one more time and she realizes that her window is open. And this was to me the most chilling scene in the entire movie i agree the curtains uh the wind blows the curtains and just for a split (laughs) second you see him standing behind the curtains and she freaks out she calls for her mom and her mom comes in nobody's behind the curtain right she knows what she saw though right and so now like when they go to school he's trying to play it off as though nothing happened and she's She's like, I don't want anything She's to do like, with this kid. I, don't I saw you. Yeah. <laughs> don't you come near me. Which led to one of the most, like, that was the creepiest scene to me, which led to probably one of the most shocking scenes. I know that this entire movie, the violence is pretty shocking because you're you're kind of, you kind of have the idea of Superman, like this nice wholesome superhero in your head. When he hurts does, or kills when people. he hurts her on the... On the playground, I was like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, I did not see that coming. Um, he crushes her hand. Oh, okay. I was, I wasn't gonna say it, but you said it. <laughs> he just—they're playing this. Uh, what's the name of the? It's wheat, wheat in the field, or something like that. It's basically like a trust fall, but like a. Like, it's like, like they a have elementary a elementary version a, of a trust. Fall. They have a circle of kids standing around, and it's like, hey, like trust your buddies. You know yeah. that they're gonna have your back, and basically, you put one kid in the middle. And all the other kids are pushing him around. But very softly, like, to the next person. But it's kind of like a mosh pit. You know that somebody's always going to catch you and pick you back up on your feet. But he comes at her and she goes, ew, and, like, looks away. And he he hits his head on the ground. And the gym teacher goes, you help him up right now. You feel bad for him. Oh, yeah. Legitimately. Yeah, definitely. This sucks. Like, but then, she, like he says, you help him up right now, and she goes, no, he's gross. He's a pervert. And she goes to help him up, and she offers his hand, and he grabs her hand, and he, you would think that it would stop when he crushes the hand. Yeah. But then he crushes her hand, and then snaps her wrist backward, and just so he, he first he breaks every bone in her hand, and then snaps her wrist backward, and. Ugh. Yep. He's <laughs> just um, like, oh my god. And so while all this is happening, he keeps like proving to the outside world that he's a bit of a menace, in in that way. Right. And uh, his uh, his parents. What? Nothing. Oh, his parents though duh, don't want to believe it. Uh, his dad his dad has sort of an inkling that there's something going on, but mm-hmm. uh, his mom, played by Elizabeth Banks. She wants nothing to do with it. She actually caught him sleepwalking the first night and hid it from her husband. Mm-hmm. So she, even though she knows there's something going on, she refuses to believe it. Whereas the dad is way more open to the idea that we don't know who he is. <clears throat> like, yeah, he's our son, but 
we don't know who he is, where he came from. We literally picked him up out of the woods. Yeah. And he's way more uh, pragmatic about it. Mm. Pragmatic? Is that the right word? No. No. He's way more... Sounds good. Realistic. There we go. Realistic <laughs> about the situation. Um, and yeah, like, and, and that that is kind of the theme throughout the entire movie because the dad's relationship with him gets even more strained and even more strained and even more strained, whereas the mom is trying harder and harder to stay with him even though she's getting further apart herself. Right. So you have this weird juxtaposition as he's getting more evil. His relationships are just up and down like crazy way out of whack. And, you know, he ends up from this point on, you know, when he realizes that he can hurt people and that, you know, he is the the apex predator, as you put it, mm-hmm. he just stops caring. And anybody that's going to get in his way, anyone is going to say anything about him, he just takes out. Mm-hmm. Family, friends, doesn't matter who it is. Yeah. Um, like, he took out his uncle in one of the craziest ways <laughs> ever. Oh, my God. So... Long story short, Uncle come home comes home uh, from the bar, hanging out with his buddies playing pool, and uh, uh, Brandon is there talking to his his aunt because his aunt is also his guidance counselor. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's, there's a whole scene that plays out there and creeps her out. But when the uncle comes home, he's like, "Brandon, what are you doing here? This is super late. It's inappropriate. I'm taking you home." Well, halfway driving home, he decides, "Uh uh-uh, uh," and he uh, crashes the car by lifting it straight up into the air and dropping on its nose causing his uncle to fall into the steering he, he wheel he eats the steering wheel basically breaking his bottom jaw completely off of his face <laughs> and like he literally holds it like a skeleton at times like, and it's just, it's so gross <laughs> we were all just caught completely off guard by this <laughs> Um, I really liked, I liked the, cause we were watching this, uh, with fucking Brian and he said, I, I like how they don't have any cheesy, um, like whoosh sounds yeah. when he flies away and stuff. And I said, really the only sound that you hear when he's moving fast is he's wearing a cape that he's made himself at yep. home and you hear it. It's a, it's like a very heavy cloth sound that you hear. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was a, a cool scene. Um, because he's there talking to his aunt and then he breaks into the house and she doesn't realize it so she goes to bed but then the uncle comes back home uncle's drunk he goes in to brush his teeth and you see you see Brandon like up in the shower hiding from him yeah and then all of a sudden you hear that claw sound and you just you turn and you like the camera turns and he just sees the kind of red trail of the cape Mm-hmm. leading into the walk-in closet and then he goes in and he turns on the light and Brandon's just standing there in his creepy like fucking Cthulhu looking mask that's every time I see the mask I think of Cthulhu for some reason because mm-hmm. the way he's got it laced up the front almost looks like a it looks like yeah no I agree with you yeah it's like tentacles kind of wrapped around yeah. each other a little bit I get um, that I thought that was really cool uh, that was just a, a super creepy creepy scene and uh, shit there was something that I was going to say about the uh uh, I can't remember what I was going to say. Go. <laughs> <laughs> Go. Um, yeah, that, that's, that's, I mean, that's pretty much the movie. You know, he's he's rising to power. He's he's um, causing all this mayhem. He's killing everybody that gets in his way. Uh, there's one point in time where his parents try to con- like uh, come to him and be like, your uncle is dead, even though he, he killed him. He's like, your uncle is dead, this and that. And he goes, okay, 
I know, really you, I know you want me it. to be sad about this. So like, did, did you want me to cry about it or but something? But I don't care. <laughs> right. like, and this is when he like, kind of stops caring about how he's even perceived, you know? Right. Like, he just... He, but it's he because he knows that nobody can touch him. But he so still like, doesn't want people to say anything about him, though. He's in this weird in-between where he's like half... One foot's into being a supervillain and one foot is still sort of out, kind of. Um, and that's where, what I, where I brought up to you and Brian, I was like... <clears throat> As the parents, what do you do in this situation? Like, you realize this kid is so powerful that he can destroy anybody at any time. Yeah. Like, his dad takes him on a hunting trip, right? And he's got a he's got ulterior motives for taking him on this hunting trip. I was like, you know, it's going to end poorly. Basically, the only thing that you can do with this kid at this point in time is say, "Listen, we know that you're planning on pretty much destroying the world." Just don't hurt us. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. that's all you can do because you can't beat him. Nope. He's a he's a well, he's a supervillain. Kryptonite condom. Crypt, um. What? <laughs> God. I I don't know how it would work. I'm just saying. It's a child. <laughs> if Maybe mall a kryptonite rats, bullet. If, if mall rats taught me anything. <laughs> no, it's just like there's nothing his, you can do. It's like okay, just his dad took him out into the woods. He'd blow a hole right through his back. He's like. <laughs> I'm going to move on. I'm going to move past that comment. It's just like all you can do is say, I know that you're so powerful that you can rule the world within the next day and a half if you want to. Yeah. Just don't kill me. And just don't kill mom. We've been good to you all this time. That's all you can do. Just take care of us. That's all you can do. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's nothing that anybody can do other than that. There's really not. I mean, the mom mom did know because from something that she had seen earlier in the movie that the uh, ship itself was the only thing that could hurt him. Mm. And so she does try to play into that. And uh, major spoilers here. If you haven't seen it, turn it off uh, Turn off the podcast now and watch it because we're going to get into some spoiler territory. I mean, we've already been well, pretty heavy I'm going to give the away the ending, though. Yeah, sure. I absolutely loved the downer ending. Oh, yeah. Like, they don't win. He kills everyone, yeah. and now the world is stuck with super crazy kid like he's, he's taking the world just like the the ship like, told him like to you think the mom is going to come back and have her day and stab him with the piece of the ship yet he sees that shit and uh stops her and then brings her to the fucking stratosphere and drops her the way he did it, it too is, is like it's so brutal the way he did it too is like he like she went to stab him with a piece of the ship and he looks at her feeling so betrayed yeah and she just goes i'm so sorry and she then, knew. She and then just all of a right sudden, then. he just takes off through the through the top of a of a barn. And a, a little piece of realism that I actually appreciated that at first you're like, I didn't pick up on it. Yeah, you're like, why is her face all bloody all of a sudden? I was like, they just exploded through the roof of a of a barn. Yeah. Like that's yep. a regular human can't do that without getting all fucked up. And so they're up in the stratosphere, and her face is all mangled and stuff, and. There's there's this moment where you're like, is he going to spare her? Like, did he did he just kind of scare her? Basically? Yeah, did, did yeah. he just want to scare her and just say like, hey, I'm powerful. If you if you mess with me again, you're gonna die. But then nope, he just lets her go and she falls. Yeah, and then coincidentally, a plane's going by at the same time, so he can cover his tracks really nicely. Yeah, um, I think I think that I figured out why he is the way he is. Why? Um, I think that everything has to do with the fact that he is going through puberty, mm-hmm. and he is ex- he's extremely sexually deprived, even at that age. 
Uh, what? I say this because did you notice how he is surrounded by some of the most beautiful women under the sun? And he's just like, I can't do anything here. You just, I, I, you just keep making this weird. I, I am. <laughs> I just, we both notice this though. Like his mother is gorgeous. His aunt, gorgeous. His teacher, gorgeous. Even even the, the, the girl in his school, she's cute. My point. She's cute. <laughs> My point is this. Like, <laughs> there's not a single ugly girl in his orbit. Well, that's the... <laughs> and it's weird. That's the thing is, it's... it's, it's They're it's, in Kansas, okay? There's ugly chicks in Kansas. Why are none of them in his orbit? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> that's the thing is, he's... They're, they're taking a... They're taking a really realistic look at... Because... Because I, I say this as a person who went through puberty, and I've known many <laughs> people you? go through puberty. Uh, <laughs> kids are a fucking nightmare when they go through puberty. Oh, I'm sure. So it's it's funny because it's not even like, what would happen if Superman was bad? It's it's more so like, what really happened during those years when Clark Kent was going through puberty? He was being the same nightmare that another kid would be, except for he's got super, pure, super powers, so he just destroys everybody. <laughs> he had a super period. I'm like, is that, <laughs> is that how the Kryptonians work? Weird. Um, no, but like, And also... Uh, I, I and also, joke and, and I, also, Mercury was in retrograde, so that's true. That's, that's true. That whole thing. <laughs> you you laugh though about what I was saying, but like it's kind of true. Like he's going through this weird thing where, like he's like his teacher, for example, though. Like no, I I, I no, I absolutely get what you're saying. I understand that I just everybody don't else know if you was family, to say but it you know, such a it's a creepy <laughs> way. But <laughs> I do I do need to say yes, it. Yes, you way. do. Um, the, the other thing that I actually really loved, and I thought that was super creepy and subtle and mm-hmm. i don't think that you picked up on it but when they found the 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 quote unquote porn underneath his mattress yeah did you notice what they were doing there because they played on something that they didn't even really touch on in the movie but if you know superman you get it what well the scene was they found like underwear ads under his under his mattress sure like oh this must this basically must be his porn he's right, looking right. at women you know it's the like whole Victoria's deal Victoria's Secret ads yeah and it him. goes from Victoria's Secret ads to chicks in their underwear to like a little bit more scandally but then it goes into like intestines intestine like, like, that, like yeah. your insides mm-hmm. he has x-ray vision that's what he is seeing and that is what he's getting turned on by <laughs> 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 Oh, come on, man. You can't quit. You can't quit. No, but, but think about it. Think about it. He has x-ray vision. He's seeing people's insides, and he's getting turned on by it. Oh, weird. The blood and the guts. I say, oh. I, I don't think that... I say, I didn't think that you picked up on that no, when we watched I didn't. And I didn't. I wanted to save it for here. Um, no, that's they, exactly they, what that cause, was. Because in the movie, no they sense. focus more on his, uh, like his heat vision yeah. and stuff like that. But yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. That's, that's and, and that weird. to me is the single creepiest thing about him in this entire movie. He's killing because he likes it. He's turned on by it, oh like by God. by the the outside or the insides outside. He's wow. that that's like his turn on. As much as I hate to admit it, I think you're right. No, I, I know I'm right <laughs> because I'm smart. <laughs> well, that's not for me. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go but crazy like, with it, but uh, no, but like that's because because they don't. There's nothing else in the entire movie that has anything to do with that whatsoever yeah you know yeah yeah and, i guess and, and like, if you I know just, superman is x-ray vision yeah that's true i guess there was just a like i just thought it was a this fascination with anatomy and like yeah but that makes more sense mm-hmm. 
he's a kid going through puberty and kids going through puberty keep hidden pictures of things that turn him on and he has x-ray vision so he can yeah god and the way they go through the pictures they're going layer by layer yeah. probably the way that his x-ray vision would it's probably like what your uh pornhub rabbit hole looks like like it oh. gradually gets more and more fucked up oh if only mine was intestines <laughs> um <laughs> Wow, but, that's, uh, yeah. that's an interesting point, man. I didn't yeah. even think about that. that. That, to me, was the single creepiest part of his yeah. entire arc because that's like, when I saw that and I put two and two together, I'm like, oh, he's fucked. Yeah, like, totally. This kid is so screwed up. It's, yeah. Weird. Um, anyway, wow. anything else, Dad? <laughs> no. <laughs> On that's, that note. That's Brightburn. My goodness. <laughs> All right, next up, uh, Chronicle from 2012, directed by a guy named Josh Trank. Uh uh, he would also go on to direct Fantastic Four, the really terrible, awful Fantastic Four, also starring Michael B. Jordan. We uh, talked about earlier with Jimmy Tony. Oh, Michael Jordan. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Michael, he's yeah, aged well. Yeah, Michael yeah. Jordan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, let's see here. Uh, three high school friends gain superpowers after making an incredible discovery underground. Soon they find that their lives are spinning out of control <clears throat> and their and their bond tested, bonds tested as they embrace their darker sides. You're doing well, great. Only one embraced the darker side, in all fairness. Not all of them. Only one. Yeah, that's true. But, um, yeah. So you have uh, you have Dane Heenan. It's almost a He-Man. Say that again? Dane Dehan. Dane Dehan. 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 What's the difference? Come on. Well, his name is Dane Dehan. Fine. He plays <laughs> He plays Andrew. Uh, you have Alex Russell, who plays Matt. And then Michael B. Jordan. I think this might have been one of Michael B. Jordan's first bigger roles. Has to be right. Um, yeah. At least very much early in his uh, in his career. Um, then you also have Michael Kelly, who played uh, uh, Andrew's dad, Richard Dick. Oh, okay. His name was Richard, and he was a dick. Oh, what a Imagine dick! That. And then you have uh, Ashley Hinsaw, who plays Casey, who is Al uh, Matt's. Sorry. Jeez, this, uh, this Woot Stout is coming back to me. Um, <laughs> Ashley Hinshaw, who plays Casey. Hinshaw. Uh, Hinshaw, who plays Casey, Matt's, uh, Matt's love interest. You're so bad at Just, letters and words. and yeah, My God. They're, they're, they're squiggly, and I don't, I, don't, I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> so this is a found footage movie. Yeah. Uh, it's a very inventive found footage movie. Yeah. To a detriment, um, in my opinion. Uh, the movie, this movie does, uh, it breaks the cardinal rule. Which that is? only one other movie um, that we have seen, we've held to this standard. What? And that is a movie called The Pyramid. They, what? The, uh, no, 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 no. I'm not saying this movie is as bad as The Pyramid. I'm not saying that it's bad <laughs> at all. I like this movie a lot. Okay. But it breaks the cardinal rule when it's a found footage movie, and then it just randomly stops being a found footage movie. Well. And it does at the end. You can't say that it doesn't. I actually had to rewind parts to double check what I was seeing. And we'll we'll get there. I, I, I have a lot to say about it, so we'll get there. Well, first of all, I I've I have I've erased the pyramid from my memory. So I don't know what you're referencing. The referencing is that it's a found footage movie that suddenly at the very end has third person shots, which make no sense. Third person shots. Like outside, like a, like like from a camera watching them, as opposed to it being found footage. Okay. As if there's a camera mounted up in the ceiling of the pyramid. Okay. Stuff that doesn't make sense in a found footage movie. So how how does that apply to this movie? Because they did exactly what I just said. Just tell me, like, tell me how it. Well, we'll get there. Let's, okay, let's, right. we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. 
Um, let's explain to people what we're actually talking about before we confuse them. Let's not. <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> All so, right. This movie was written by scumbag Max Landis. Oh. <laughs> I forgot really, about there's that. There's really no no band-aiding that. Uh, guy is a scumbag and and he wrote this movie. That's a thing that happened. Um, <laughs> I hate to say that I that I really really enjoyed this movie because I did. Well, sometimes shitty people do decent things. True. I mean, well, you know what I mean. Yeah. No, I I, I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, that's a that's a thing. Um, it's basically about this this kid who feels um, he's he's bully. He's he's a nerd. He's an outsider. He's. Uh, very introverted and doesn't have much of a social life. And his and home he, life sucks. And his home life absolutely sucks. And he finds solace behind the lens of a camera. Mm-hmm. And so he starts filming everything as sort of a border between himself and the outside world. I found I found this aspect of it pretty interesting because there's some lines. <clears throat> this is 2012. So this was really before... Um, uh, like YouTube vloggers were popular. Um, probably at the same time that they were starting to come up. I, yeah, it's like I feel like that's just within the past maybe four or five years that it's become really, really popular. I know that there were some people who were like ahead of the curve that were doing it, but it's really just become popular within the last few years. But he wasn't and, posting and, it, and, and there was doing anything like that. Though. No, he was but just there was some it for his own. But there were some lines. There were some lines with uh, like Michael B. Jordan, uh, uh, Stephen was that his name? Yeah, Steve. Uh, there were a few lines that he had where he was asking um, Andrew about why he films so much, and and he's just like, uh, he's like, uh, like, like, why do you always have the camera out? Why do you feel like you need to record everything? And Andrew doesn't have a like a, a very good answer for him. He just does, and he says, uh, you, "Like you feel like you need to hide behind the lens, or like you feel like shit." There was there was one line that really stuck with me, because I because it made me think like that's what these that's what these vloggers are. They almost feel. I could be wrong. Disconnected these, from the rest of the world, right? It's almost like you're disconnected from reality because sure. everything that you do is. Your attention, fo- it's attention-based, first off. Everything you do, you're focusing more on what you're getting through this lens rather than what you're actually experiencing sure. in the world. I don't know. It's it. it, it I, I can't articulate this very well. I, I wish I was a more articulate person. But I, I know what I'm thinking. I can't really say it. But, like, when I... My, my kids watch these vloggers sometimes, and I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, why are you living your life like this? Yeah. This is terrible. Yeah, it's, um... The whole YouTube thing's a weird... It's a weird thing. It's not sustainable. And so a lot of... I feel like a lot of these people, if they don't branch out and find... Um, we're getting off topic here, but if they, if they <laughs> don't sorry. find something else to do, mm-hmm. YouTube's not going to be around forever, and their whole celebrity status is going to be meaningless in, fact, in YouTube, probably about 10 years. In fact, YouTube might be going down relatively <laughs> soon, but that's that's a different conversation um, altogether. Yeah, but uh, anyway, though, listen, he's not he's not even filming it for that, though. He's just no. filming it to have it. Right. You know, he lives behind his camera, and uh, he ends up getting talked into going to this party. And uh, once again, gets bullied, gets like punched, or not, gets you know, he gets it, it, the asshole kids at the party in high school, and 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 he got the shit kind of kicked out of him a little bit. And well, he's just filming, and like he happens to be filming. I mean, he's a young kid, so he's uh, he's filming a girl who's dancing, 
And then this douchebag runs up and says, hey, you fucking filming my girl? And yeah. punches him in the face and spits on his camera. And so he's outside having a cry. He's the kind of guy that drives a jacked up Ford, you know. Yeah. That kind of dude. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I know some people who drive jacked up Fords that are pretty decent people, but you know. <laughs> um, so anyway, though, he's there with his cousin, though. His yeah. cousin, um, um, I wouldn't say that his cousin, like, super likes him, but his cousin is very sympathetic towards him. Yeah. And wants him to get out, you know, wants him to do whatever. He finds him sort of annoying, but yeah. still, he's, his, he's family. You know, he's doing his He's doing it his feels family. an obligation to try and get him just more involved yeah, with the world yeah. around him yeah. um and he ends up having to be he ends up being friends though with the dude that's running for like student body president basically yeah. uh played by michael b jordan um and after uh andrew kind of gets the shit kicked out of him they they come to him because he has a camera and like you need to come film this thing that we just found out back mm-hmm. and uh, they go there and it turns out they found this hole in the ground and there's you know, weird sounds coming from yeah. it and- and, you know, as you do, you jump into the weird hole in the ground. Absolutely. As you do. I mean, it might be Midian down there. <laughs> You're not going to pass up that opportunity. You could fall to China. Could you don't the, know. Could be the marrow. It could, right? Dude. Could be the marrow. Dude, could be the marrow. Yeah. Shit. You know uh, you're going in that hole. <laughs> I'd go in the hole. Yeah. Um, but they all go down there and they end up finding this... Uh, they don't actually explain what it is. It's this weird glowing crystal alien thing. That's it. You don't even know if it's alien. You have no idea what it is. Could be terrestrial. But they uh, they get close to it, and the this crystal thing clearly is alive in some way because you can see like vein things sort of moving in it. Yeah. And then everything goes black, and then the next time that we see our characters, they're basically testing each other's new superpowers out. Right. Sometime within, sometime within going black and then and then seeing this new footage, he uh, uh, um, Andrew stopped filming for a while. But yeah. then they must have started to realize, like, oh wow, something weird happened to us while we were down there. Yeah. So now they're doing little experiments to see if they can stop a baseball in midair with their the new way, powers. And the way they test each other is absolutely the way that we would do it. Like <laughs> they like sort of fake each other out and then hit each other in the face with stuff. <laughs> <laughs> It's great. So this is actually like uh, this. Is, I like the movie overall, and I like the stuff that happens at the end. I think it's all really cool and exciting. But my favorite part of this movie is them exploring their yeah, powers. Like I agree. that's hands down. That's well, that... just the most fun because it, it kind of like it's like I said, the power of flight is ex- when they realize they can I, fly. Right. It's like. It's like they even say at the very end of that scene, they go, guys, like one of them turns, I think it's Matt. He turns to the other guys. They're goes, all like sleeping at each other's this, house. And this is the, this was the single greatest day of my entire life. Yeah. And they all agreed. Like, yeah. and it would be. Yeah. Learning that you can fucking fly. Yeah. Almost get killed by a plane. <laughs> I love the, I love, uh, that plane scared the shit out of me, by the way, too. Did it? I did not see that coming. Was this was, the first time you saw this movie? Oh, yeah. yeah I oh, really? It. Yeah. Oh, damn. Oh, wait. I th- you mean a movie I own that I haven't seen? <laughs> no. <laughs> I think I saw this one in theaters, actually. Oh, yeah. I, ne- I never saw um, it. So, especially those flying scenes and stuff in theaters. Very yeah, cool. Very, but very, very cool. I love that scene. Uh, how, how happy Steve is at the end of the scene. Mm-hmm. Michael B. Jordan's character. Because they almost get killed by this plane. He gets knocked out. He gets knocked unconscious. And Andrew saves him and saves the camera. And they land on the ground. He's kind of coming to. And instead of being freaked out by the idea that he almost just got sucked into the engine of a 747, 
he's just so excited that he's still alive and he's like he's jumping on both of them and tackling them and and just like just joy yep. that they just flew he almost just died like, but it doesn't matter because we because did this incredible thing yeah just the most exciting thing has happened to us we learned how to fly it's just yeah. It, it's such a ha- like I almost wish the movie would stop where they were having happy times you know what I mean <laughs> well like you said the, the your favorite part of the movie is them exploring and that's kind of the in- entire movie right is them learning and exploring their powers and as as they put in the movie it's sort of like a muscle and the more they do it the better they get and the stronger they get yeah I like the way they they uh, explain that it's like you said it's it's basically like lifting weights they have to gradually gradually like work their powers yeah. up and, and if, if they stretch much, it too far it's like elastic it might snap yeah. so i thought that was pretty cool no i thought it was very a very cool way to say it um so andrew though this entire time we mentioned that his home life is terrible his mother is <laughs> dying of like lung cancer or something yeah they I, they never specify they but she's obviously did. in a ton of pain and she can't and breathe his and... dad is an ex-firefighter slash gigantic piece of shit <laughs> that is just a, a worthless drunk that basically beats on him and it's it's just yeah a bad, he got bad he got situation. injured on the job so now he just lives on uh on disability and yeah. but he's also very abusive and michael kelly by the way the guy that plays his dad it was from the donald the dead remake yeah he's the douchebag yeah he's really good well, at that role <laughs> well but he's cool by the end of the movie he's cool Isn't by he? the end in uh Dawn of the dead ish he got kind of cool. He's, he's he redeems the the movie, he? some stuff. Still kind of a douche though. Yeah, whatever. I liked his character though. So did I. Not but, in um, this movie in Dawn of the Dead. But yeah, so Andrew though, basically, uh, and we used the clip at the beginning of the episode was he starts realizing that he is essentially better than everybody else. He's the he's apex the predator. Apex predator. Very similar to Brightburn. Sort of, yeah. But yeah. In, instead of uh, instead of being told by some wacky spaceship, he just kind of starts to realize it on his own, and it's as opposed to a normal spaceship. Well, and so <laughs> so these two movies are <laughs> some wacky spaceship. These two movies are are uh, the opposite in that way, though, where one is nature and one is nurture. Yeah. Because yeah. Brightburn is nature. Like this thing is just telling telling uh, Brandon, you are you are a god you're the apex predator now go out and take the world whereas brandon his life is like even after he gains these powers has his life has just been so shitty Uh that he gradually comes to the conclusion that he's the apex predator yeah so it's 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 kind of more that's even more tragic in a way you know what i mean like you've been given this gift there there really there seemingly was no uh um adverse effects to what was going on with them like they suddenly had these really awesome superpowers they had these these nosebleeds so you could tell that it was taking a toll on their bodies but you didn't really they never really played into how much that was actually affecting they had the nosebleeds at first when they were exercising the powers they had them at the end too the only time that they ever had them at the end is when somebody else in the group like the the three of them were connected at this point in time they were connected through some some weird you know connection through having these powers and the only time they would they would get the nosebleeds toward the end of the movie is when one of the other people in the group was uh in going going or, through something distressful yeah, yeah. it's kind of like a twin you, you, yeah yeah say like twins you can yeah, feel sim- them. sympathetic sympathetic nerve reactions sure, sure, symp- sure. yeah so um like i said like they could have lived out the rest of their lives just having 
a ton of fun flying around, going wherever they wanted in the world. Well, Andrew's terrible upbringing, though. Yeah, it caused him. It was. It's actually this movie very much reminded me a lot of uh, X Men. If you're familiar with the X Men mythos and the way that Magneto kind of uh, started his his journey, you know, Magneto and Professor X came up together. And then Magneto was basically like, no, we are better than everybody else. We right. should be ruling this world. Right. And that's it. And I kind of looked at Andrew as sort of the Magneto type character of this movie. Cause, and then you also have, and then uh, yeah, Steve dies. Spoilers. Um, <laughs> Which <laughs> was, so, was, it was so sad. It, was, it really it was. such was. a bummer it, part of the movie. Yeah, I did not expect that at all. But um, Matt, though, is basically the Professor X of the movie, though, where he's like, I want to use my powers for good. I want to help people. Um He's n- not bald, and he can use his legs, but he's very much <laughs> Professor X. But he, yeah, he he said that like earlier in the movie, he had always had kind of a negative outlook on life, but recently had gotten into the idea of uh, altruism. Yeah, which is doing good for others, right? And and Andrew though was the complete opposite, and right. just wanted to rule because of the people that had, had oppressed him his entire life, right? So like I said, I got kind of a very much like a mutant X Men vibe totally, from yeah. from this movie, and it's I mean you have to imagine that it was taken a little bit. Oh yeah, definitely. Being that it's a superhero movie, sure. but um, and I liked that a lot. I thought I, I really really dig that, and and I felt very <clears throat> sympathetic for Andrew's character. Yeah, you know everything that he had gone through. He you know, he plays this. Um, his arc is, you know, it's 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 weird. You know, he's he's the kid that got bullied, and then he he did this talent show at school where he used his powers to basically just wow the entire school and he got a little bit of popularity from it and yeah uh which is the most unrealistic part of the movie if if juggling makes you cool then i'm the coolest guy alive. no he juggled and then <laughs> and, and then held the balls in the air and everything else then i'm the coolest guy alive because i not. can do that too you're, you're not um no it, it, the thing here's the weird thing about this and this might sound um like weird but like i actually kind of responded to this part of the movie yeah like personally because it was very much a very similar trek that i kind of went down in high school you were bullied i I mean i was a little bit when i was younger Mm -hmm. um but like not like not a lot like not how a lot of kids got it but yeah i mean i I was i was a dork i was kind of like a in-betweener kind of kid so i got a little bit of it um but like the point is though it's like when i was in high school is when i found music right mm-hmm. and so when i found music i started playing in a band and that gave me a little bit of popularity and it went straight to my head <laughs> no like i did i was the douchebag but like his his thing though what happened to him though was very very similar you know he did this talent show and then suddenly everybody liked him everybody mm-hmm. he had this little bit of popularity and it went straight to his head you know, um, he was he was like this inv- invisible nerd. The bullying happened. He found um, he, he found this alien thing. Figured out how to get better at his powers, which boosted his, his ego even more. Mm-hmm. Like I said, very much like me, where it's like I started off with music, I sucked, and people noticed me. But then we got better, mm-hmm. relative, but better. <laughs> um, but then like people start to notice you and this and that, and then like it goes to your head, and you suddenly think that you're kind of the coolest kid in school. Mm-hmm. And you turn into a douchebag. I did. Like, I, no, I really did. I, I make no quarrels about it. Like, You're still I, a douchebag. Right? Yeah. Um, but then it all comes <clears throat> crashing down, too, though, you know, which it did for him. Right. And when you when you live in that way, like, I never got so high to where he was, obviously, but, like, that, that, that high, that Literally. coming down from that high 
is is horrible on your psyche. Yeah. You know? And this is really what pushed him over the edge is when people started making fun of him again and that you know, that high kind of just fell. Well and the most tragic part about it is he reached this high, like his status improved and then kind of got knocked back down because of some bad things happening, but he let he let the negative overtake the positive. Yeah. Because suddenly his cousin who was always sort of indifferent about him. Like, he was just like, yeah, I kind of tolerate this kid. He's weird, but he's my cousin, so I I still love him. Yeah. To uh, now all of a sudden him and Matt are best friends. And not only him and Matt, but him and Steve, who is, like, the most popular kid in school. Now Steve is not just his best friend because they suddenly both have these powers, but we watch the director's cut. There's a and legitimate there's, relationship. There's there. a lot of, like, yep. yeah, they, they fly into the city and they go sit on top of a skyscraper and they're just sitting there talking about their family mm. lives. And you can tell that Steve genuinely really loves him. Like, he's becoming best and friends Steve, with him. Steve was very much the kind of character where it's like, you think this guy's got it all together, but he's his family life kind of sucks too. Yeah. Mom's cheating on his dad. Like, his life kind of sucks. Like, right. yet... It, it, it kind of goes to show that you don't know what anybody's going through. And right. that was kind of the point of that character, and I love that. Right. Um, like and, so I, and, they, and they form that connection. You would think, like, uh, like, like Andrew just stopped focusing on the negative stuff in your life and realized that there's so much good happening now, yeah. but he couldn't. He let, the, he let the negative overtake him, and it led to everyone's demise. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's 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 a very tragic tale. Yeah, when you think about it. Yeah, um, I I really really enjoyed this movie a lot. I loved the narrative. I loved the story. I loved the characters and all that. Mm-hmm. My problem, if there was a problem with it, came in the shooting of it. So this is a found footage movie. Mm-hmm. It, it is it is, you know, when when I think of found footage, it's exactly that. You know, it's like it's single footage. It might have been edited down. To get to trim the fat necessarily, you know, mm-hmm. but it's one person's perspective. Yeah. To me, that's what makes a good found footage movie. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, this movie didn't follow that. They they kind of did. What was that movie? Watched the Bay. Is that what it was? I think it was the Bay where uh, the whole movie's made up of like security camera and footage and cell phone footage and everything else, and it's all cut together, mm-hmm. kind of like you're seeing it through the world's eyes. Yeah, this movie starts off being one perspective, yeah. and then it's almost like because they didn't know how to write and shoot the movie based on one perspective, they started adding in different perspectives, which don't really make a whole lot of sense if there's not a narrative cue to kind of tie everything together, which there wasn't. Which parts don't make sense? Like, I felt like, the, so Casey is this girl, uh, this other girl at school that randomly just tapes literally everything in her she's life. She's a blogger. She's a she's a blogger. Or a vlogger. But I felt like her character was literally just included for another camera angle. Because they needed it. They really didn't use hers very often. Uh, at the end, they did. At the end, they did. They used her quite a bit. Um, you also have, you also have the uh, the footage from the fighter jets. You have footage from security cameras. You have footage from the news. They start at the very end. It starts combining all of these things together. And there's no. And it's a small core, I, I understand, but there's no narrative to kind of understand why you're seeing it from all these different perspectives. And then one of the things that they did that I thought was very smart was they established that because he has these telekinesis, uh, telekinetic powers, mm-hmm. 
he can just kind of randomly hold the camera in the air and shoot from third person. Mm -hmm. Like that's actually really cool because now it's still found footage because it works. The narrative fits why you're seeing it from that angle. Yeah. Um, but then they kind of take it to be a bit much because by the end of the movie, there's this huge, the whole last act of this movie is amazing. It actually feels like Cloverfield or something like that. Like yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's super high intensity and like it's huge, it's bombastic and, mm -hmm. you know, like it, it's, it's crazy action sequences and everything else. But while all of this is going on, you're still expected to believe that he's like Andrew's randomly just still controlling this camera that is on them. And, it moves in certain ways that no longer really fit in a found footage way. Like it's moving the way that a third person action camera moves. And that's not really conducive to the idea of it being found footage, even if it was him controlling it. But he's doing that throughout the entire movie. He's not the he, way he, he almost end, becomes a filmmaker in that way. Like that. he's moving, he's moving the camera all over the place to get different, different, uh, like, cinematic shots. I understand that, but he also does it after he dies at the end, which was one of my biggest complaints. That camera is still, after he's dead, spoilers, he dies, mm. um, after he's dead, that camera is still filming. He wouldn't be able to do it. And they break their, and that was just kind of the crux of it all. It was, all, it was a lot of that beforehand, though, where it just didn't make sense that he was controlling the camera anymore. And they really took liberties with that idea to just kind of get these big action shots. I think I, I, I think they thought that most people wouldn't notice, honestly. I think that um, I think that you're right at like after he dies, that makes sense. That it can no longer do that. But up to that point, he's obviously because at the during the Space Needle um, scene, mm -hmm. he steals everyone's cell phones and puts all of the cell phone cameras on him. No, I get that. And He's also so, not fighting or doing anything else. That though, all of his focus is on the the, the cameras at that point. But but the, the idea that he can could, like have the camera around him uh, taking footage is they establish it earlier in the movie that that's not even something he has to think about. It's 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 kind of a it's 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 in the back of his mind. No, I like get he that. Doesn't, I understand that. I did, but it's still. I don't know. And he and he wants to be seen. Like he wants everybody to know that he is the apex predator, so it makes sense for him to continue rolling on himself. You know sure, I mean? sure. I, I I just I think they stretched it too much. Is all I'm saying. It, That's I yeah. understand what you're saying and I and I get that. I think though that it just it was a bit much and I think that they they really just wanted to shoot some really cool action scenes and they used that as a crutch to do it yeah to me it was distracting because it really like i said with the pyramid and stuff like that right. <laughs> that's like a big faux pas in found footage like and again the narrative didn't tie it all together either like a movie mm -hmm. like the bay for example was somebody had all this footage and they combined the and they, they edited all this footage together to make this story because of they they found it. that was at the story of that movie mm -hmm. You know, this one was supposed to be. Are you talking about the host? No, the host uh, was the was the, the host Korea, the, the South Korean movie. What's the Bay? I can't think of. We it was a while ago when we watched it. I don't even know if I've seen that. We did it for the show, so you have seen it. Mm, point. It doesn't okay. matter. It doesn't, it matter. doesn't matter. It doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Um, the point is though is that this entire movie was shot from his perspective, mm -hmm. and until it wasn't almost because the filmmakers wanted to start shooting it different. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. There's a weird, it's, it's a hat, like, like 
three quarters of the way through, it just sort of changes and it just doesn't really fit the way the rest of the movie felt. Yeah. That's all that. That, that, that was my complaint no, that's, about that. that's fair. I guess I just really wasn't taken out of it because of that. Also, they there's a weird plot hole in the story when when they first find the um, the hole in the mm-hmm. ground yeah. and they go down there. There's no there's no way that we should have been able to see anything that happened before that. Because he goes back, Andrew goes back to the hole. Mm-hmm. Or Andrew, actually Andrew and Matt and Steve all go back to the hole. Mm-hmm. And at this point it is uh, filled in. Mm-hmm. And there are some government people being like, get away from there, government shit. Um, and Matt makes a reference to him. He goes, oh, well, there goes your camera. As in, the camera is still down that hole. Oh. You wouldn't have footage from that for anyone to find. Yep. So that doesn't make sense at all. Yeah. Um, and I was like, as soon as he said that, I go, what? Wow. How, how did we see everything that happened beforehand? Yeah, I didn't think about I that. I get that he had a new camera, but like, there's no reason that he would just take the tape out of the camera and leave the camera down there. You know what I'm saying? That doesn't make sense. <clears throat> so it's not necessarily a found footage movie so much as it is us it's a, it's as, just us as the audience. Movie. We're actually seeing it just happen in real time. We're basically experiencing what he experienced. Right. That's basically it. Right. Um, so yeah, so like I said, it's just stuff like that. Like I, I love found footage movies, and so kind of when they break these cardinal rules, it kind of takes me out of it a little well, bit. It's unless like, you don't look at it as as well, a found footage movie. Well, but it is. Well, that's that's it's exactly what it is, and they end on that too with his brother doing the whole Tibet thing cousin. with a can or cousin. Sorry, doing the whole Tibet thing. Found footage again. Leaves the camera there symbolically, like. You know, they they try to bring it back around, but they had already lost me at that point. But even, but even that right there, that wouldn't you would never see that footage. So it's not really found footage. Sure. So it's not. Yeah, a, I it's guess. not a found footage movie. It's just a. It's could, just a. Yeah, there's. It's a movie shot in first person, and you're yeah, seeing guess, what they would have seen at the time. You're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. So it's um, half narrative, half. There's. I don't know. There's a, there's other stuff I could point you to. Like when when he and his dad are getting into an argument in the basement. Why would the camera be there? His dad's not going to let him film. His dad's an asshole. He would crush that camera if he saw it being filmed. He's also not going to hover it right over his dad's head where he could see it. Well, he had hidden it. He did it that several hidden. times throughout the movie. Yeah. Okay, nah, it, it's all very you're just splitting hairs at I this am, point. I am, but yeah, that's uh, that's Chronicle. We that's... need to we, we, we need to end it. So, um. Yeah, go watch it. Do not rent it on iTunes because for some reason it will not work because I had to get a, a refund from iTunes. Do it on Prime. Yep. Um, other than that, anything? No? We're good. I liked them. I thought they were good yeah, movies. Yeah, they were both really I good. I enjoyed them. Yep. Um, All right, that's it for Chronicle and Brightburn. Yes, sir. If you want to find us on social media, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and SoundCloud at The Buzzed Kill Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at The Buzzed Kill PC. And don't forget to check out our Audible link at audibletrial.com slash The Buzzed Kill Podcast. Get yourself a free book and read or have somebody read to you. Yeah. It's like like your, your mother back when you were a kid. It's wonderful. Reading a story to you. It's wonderful. It's not to like. If you want to find J-J-J-J-Raj, <laughs> you can find me on all social media at Ocean Recording and also check out www.oceanrecordingstudio.com for all your fantastic audio needs. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. So like we said earlier, uh, next week, probably not going to be a show. Right. Right. I think we've established that. Unless things change, but probably not. Unless things change, um, 
things change. Yeah, uh, like I said, this is going to be, uh, we're entering our uh, rebuilding phase here. Our transition so period. So uh, Next couple of weeks, a few weeks, might be a little bit weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll keep you guys in the loop, but uh, we will be back. This is not dying just because our heartbeat is leaving us. You better come back in on that first episode. <laughs> oh, I'm back. The fog is lifted. The earth is shifted. God, we, hold we, you need to to get, we need to get him in studio. There you go. He's local, right? Who, Bob? Yeah. I can call him. There you go. We got this. Yeah. I got a few uh, Cubanos ready for him if he wants. Do you think anybody calls him Bob Rock? Bob Rock? Yeah, totally. I would totally call him Bob Rock. (laughs) That's Bob Rock. (laughs) All right. Hey. Um, Yeah. Boys? Gentlemen, until uh, until next time. Until next time. She hears. Salute. Try to have a good night.